work, man. Work. Fuck you won't stand next to a nigga like me that really do it, and you don't do it. Yo, this song goes out to Creep Nation. From Alberta to New Zealand to that Rob England, make that pussy squirter. Yeah, I'm a criterion in the sheets. Talking about sticking it in your Yanis films. Yeah, creep on the streets, cause I'm beating my meat. The criterion creeps are to blame for this mindset. Sigma grind set, making pussy wet. Cover it up in a criterion sweater. I'ma send the creeps a letter. Yeah, send it every week. Send an email. Criterion creeps at gmail.com. Yeah, if the song isn't in the next episode, I'ma plant a bomb in the park place mall. 5011 Avenue S. Yeah, I'm gonna be there, crack a dawn and Thursday morning. Listen to the creeps on SoundCloud. And if the song ain't in the episode, I'm about to blow, gonna blow up the mall. This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Jim Bella. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This mm. week, we're uh, still weird dudes. But mm. but with beards and turtlenecks this time, as we conclude watching Spine 342 in the Criterion Collection, Six Moral Tales by Eric Romer, mm-hmm. finishing up with Claire's Knee from 1970 and Love in the Afternoon from 1972. But first, RJ, I'm so tired. How rainy is it? What? What? <laughs> uh, well, you usually start with the weather. Uh, why are you tired? Don't be tired. <laughs> I just the the shipments they just won't stop coming. I gotta put them all in, one after why? another. Dice, sleeves, sports cards, RPG books. They just it's an unrelenting machine. This capitalistic beast that is the mm-hmm. uh, the the hobbyist and comic store. Mm-hmm. Oh. RJ. So what a what what a week what a week. Who's buying sports cards anymore? Like baseball uh, cards, hockey and baseball. Hockey cards. Who's buying hockey cards? People. Really? Yeah, people drop serious dough. By the case, uh-huh. twelve boxes at a time. Cases. On hockey cards. Two, two cases. On hockey cards. That's right. Really? They want those. They want those young guns. You know what I'm saying? Those rookies. What's, what are those good for? I don't know. I guess the idea is that you sell them? For profit? Uh, hopefully. Who but else is uh, buying such a thing, though? Just the uh, sports card people. The sports card people? The sports card people. Like those sports card people? Old, is that old, what you're talking about? Old, old guys, little guys, big guys. Guys who play on rocks? Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Da, 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 da. Have you ever played on rocks? Uh, probably. Yeah. As, as a lad. As a young guy. Yeah. Was it fun? Do you think? Playing on rocks. I mean, it's fine. You have to really watch where you step. 
Why? I don't know. You don't want to fall into a chasm. Oh. You, Are there many chasms? Yeah, or? I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to. You know, be on the wrong kind of uh, rock face because you might fall uh, and be fucked up for the forever. Mm. Is that not what happened previously? Mm-hmm. Dang. So why? So what are you gonna do about this tiredness? I don't are know. T- are you gonna I'm take gonna, a vacation? I'm gonna podcast ah. for like for an additional three to four hours. No, on top there's... of on top of a regular workday. You know what this... that's like, RJ? What, what, tell me. How does yeah, it, I do. I do it how, daily. How, how does it feel uh, to like be be only having to record until what was it? Uh, shy of midnight, and then uh, start the whole day over again. But uh, not having to edit mm. uh, the, that very thing that you just recorded. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on board. With it. Hey, I've I've mentioned many times a uh, restructuring of this podcast. Yeah, I say you set a timer right now for two hours and forty uh, fourteen minutes, and when that timer's done, we're done. If we haven't gotten to the Criterion movie yet, too fucking bad. Well, I don't. I, you know what? I think most people will be fine with that because I uh, I have my doubts that many people even listen to our, our review our of, review of, of the movies only youtube people and they are very the, the youtube very vocal about how we could improve this podcast yeah so yeah i i i'm all on board for restructuring it's it's uh it's seven o'clock right now let's say at nine thirty, better or worse pull the pin and then you can edit for 20 minutes, yeah. get get in bed at 10, get a good uh, 12 hours. Well, shit, are you saying we should just get to it right to the emails? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, There's, I'm just you saying. You know, it's been raining cats and dogs. We're not even going to comment on it at all. I mean, that's what people tune in for. They want to know I, what's the weather been like in Creepsville two days ago. That's I mentioned they, it. That was the first thing I mentioned. Yeah, I know. But, but, we get, but, but, but that's not what I said. Ah, uh, cats and dogs? Yeah, you know about cats and dogs. I know about cats and dogs living together. It's yeah. crazy. So, did you get store uh, um, rained out? No, I didn't. But um, no? a, a cousin apparently did. Mm. Um, sister did. Flooded. A little bit. Hose, a little bit. Hosing. Yeah. Failed sump pumps and the like. Oh, dude! You know what I learned from a bunch of dads is that you should always have a backup sump pump in your house. A backup. All the way. A backup. Du- yeah. du- dual sumps. No, just like have an have one in your utility room, and then when the day comes that that one pump does give out, you replace that son of a bitch right away. No swap. more flooding. You do a swap. You do the swap. And I know because I had two dads into my house in the last two weeks. Not Ooh. my own dad, for that matter. Other uh, at, other other people's dads. Looking at my what kind son. of what kind of uh, videos you doing over there, RJ? I, uh, I I needed a call to action for dads because uh, we have we got a wacky sub pump uh, situation here. Oh really? Uh, well, it's it's wacky. It's it's working. We had no issues, but That's it's good. wacky. Uh, I had a uh, an actual real uh, the husband of a coworker of mine is like a like a heavy duty plumber guy, very smart, and he came and figured out. He's like, it's a little goofy, but it'll work. So like we have a above ground discharge line, which you've seen. Um, but we noticed there was no water coming out of it, but the sub pump was running. And this was last week before the apocalypse <laughs> rain. Yeah. And you're like, that's weird. Where's the water going? The water's got to go somewhere. So they looked it up and, uh, apparently the people who live there also made a trench 
into the actual city sewer line, huh. uh, which was legal at one point. Yeah. There was like, so this neighborhood was supposed to be built all with those above ground things. But apparently, like, there was one year that the city was like, all right, if you pay for it, you can tap into the sewer line. Uh, but you have to have both. So our sub pump has both options. And then you you can remove the pump line and go to go from in the summer, you go out on the lawn. And then in the winter, you're supposed to go into the sewer. But we didn't know that. So we had to get like two people here to look at it to tell us that because we were a little bit scared. Yeah. And then all that fucking around with the sub pump, it's uh, been wishy washing for like two days because we were moving it a bunch and he's like making chugging noises. And we're like, oh, uh, one day I went down and it was making this weird noise. So I opened the lid and water was just shooting straight up. <laughs> uh. And I was like, that's probably not good. So, but no, uh, we, we made it through the probably the heaviest rain we've had in like five years. So that's probably a good sign, right? Uh, yeah, that's good. We, uh, we also have a rain barrel, Jared. Yeah. And that son of a bitch was full, like within the first 10 minutes of the first day of two days of rain. Oh. And, uh, there's an overflow, but we don't have like uh, like an ease thing going to our lawn because it's too far away. So we were just putting a huge garbage pail under it. Yesterday in the or the first day in the the rain, I emptied it six times in three hours. A full size like industrial garbage bin. <laughs> you know how much water that is, Jarrett? An incredible amount. A lot. An incredible amount. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't flood though. Nope. No, it's probably good. No, yeah. What what else is going on with your? Are you gonna get a backup sump pump? Uh, I'll look into it. Hey man, all the dads swear by it. I bet your dad would swear by it too. A backup sump pump? Ask him. Well, why don't you get yourself some uh, weeping tile? Yeah, but we're not gonna pay to put weeping tile in right now. I know. You know, in this economy, in this economy, with supplies the way they are, come on. That's crazy. It's madness. That's, cra that's crazy, Jarrett. Man, well, it's been a great episode of the uh, Dads in Your House uh, repair show. Hey, you know what? I think people would get a lot more out of this podcast if we talked about practical stuff like sub pumps instead of stuff like, I don't know. I was going to say which root beer is better, but that's also in important information. This, I mean, especially dad's root beer. Well, yeah, Dad's root beer. That's another one. Uh, Pirates Cove root beer or something da, like that, or da, Pirates da, Egg root da, beer. Da, Dad's cookies. Hey, you know, uh, you know, Goody Rings. Yeah, we, I think we we've talked about this. <laughs> I don't think they make Goody Rings anymore. No, I think I think not. I think not. But they were like one of my favorite cookies. I was yeah. buying them. Everybody, everybody loved them. I was always buying them. I I, I was single handedly supporting those guys for a long, long time. I don't know. Well, you know, you know, it also isn't around anymore. Emails. Freedom. Oh, freedom isn't free, Jarrett. Oh. You know what I mean? You want to hear from the oppressed in our email bag? Uh, how oppressed are they? Uh, the most. Incredibly. <laughs> they have to listen to us. Well, that's, that's a choice. They, well, no, they have no choice now. They're in uh, it. Like Oliver. Oliver Granger. Oh. oh. He's got no choice. What's he doing? Well, he's got an email entitled "Shoot the Boomers." Uh oh. What do you th what are your expectations for this email? Something incelly, something kind of beta cucky, and then uh, some kind of crikey to finish to well, round think, it all up. I think it'll have you covered on all three of those points. Oh wow! Incredible. <laughs> Hi there, creeps. 
I just finished Doom, an expansion plus Doom 2 and an expansion. That is 77 levels. I never played it as a kid and was put off as an adult thinking it was too mazy, which is really not the case. You'll get lost a few times, but not as bad as you would think. What is your favorite boomer shooter? Mine is Duke Nukem 3D. Simply Mm. due to it being the one I played as a kid, it's a bit unfair to Doom as it was released later, but the level design is such a step up. Combat in Doom is probably better, though. Duke has too many hit-scan enemies. Mm. You gotta hate them. Oh, yeah, you gotta hate them. I am yet to play other build engine games, but have my eyes on Blood and Shadow Warrior. Ooh. Cheers. I mean, mean, when you're right, RJ, you're right. I don't know. There was some uh, Sigma talk in there, too. So that was a bit of a, a bit of this, a bit of that, you know. Ooh. Well, Jared, what's your favorite boomer shooter? Oh, God, I guess I just have to go have to, I have to go with Duke Nukem 3D as well. Yeah, just because uh, it's the one favorite. I, that's the one definitely I, not the one that you... It's the one I've played the most. Okay. And, right. I, and I, I played a lot of Duke Nukem 3D. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I know. I've seen it. Groovy. I've seen it. Ooh. Uh, do you think Turok counts? I don't know. Let's take a look. Boomer gonna, shooters. Is that even a thing, or is that just something that he came up with? Uh, Steam curator reviewing boomer shooter games. Okay. Um, What's on there? Turok? Okay, so boomer shooter is the latest term to follow the likes of roguelike or souls-like. Mm. You know, hyper-specific gaming subgenres. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a humble bundle of uh, boomer shooters oh what was in that pack i don't know <laughs> I, I i'm not familiar with the humble bundle page i just clicked on it um, oh. and it ended back in march you don't know humble bundle I, well, I don't use it uh i got it once years and years ago it was fine do you know what i mean do you know about fine jared Boomer shooter is essentially any shooter that harkens back to the old-time classics of the 90s. Hmm. So, no, so, yeah, Turok is probably on there. The top tier is where it gets good for $12. This is this is a promotional ad from PC Gamer for the bundle from a bit ago. You get, okay. though, you get Dusk, a Medieval, Ion Fury, Dread Templar, the best of PC Gamer. Wow, pop-up ads and notifications. Fuck off. Something called Rot... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all classics. Hey, so, yeah, you know, yeah, those are all classics. You know, you know rot. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, who doesn't? It's uh, definitely one of the. Uh, um, you get hell, hellbound, a fast-paced, vaguely doom-like heavy metal shooter. Um, the blah 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 games. You know about games? I know about games. Okay. Well, I mean, you should be talking, telling me about it. But I guess. Oh uh, yeah. Since you're a big Nintendo boy, and they they don't I, like they don't like violence in Nintendos. Uh, I mean, that's Goldeneye. Does Goldeneye Tur- count? Turok was on Nintendo, and you fight dinosaurs in that game. There's not demons, though. Well, actually, in Turok Two: Seeds of Evil, uh, there were demons demon, in that one. D- demon dinosaurs. Demos. De- Demosaurs. There, there was definitely in um, Turok Two: Seeds of Evil, Jarrett. Damn. Do you fight Satan at the end? Six, uh, Satan Taurus Rex. Turok to Seeds of Evil bosses. Let's see what these bosses are. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember something about like, didn't your mom make you some sort of Turok cake? 
Oh yeah, yeah, it was the coolest man. Yeah. I I got a picture of that it uh, said Turuktu Seeds of Evil, uh, and uh, she also made little N64 controllers. So villains, we have the blind one, which was a giant eyeball. That's pretty cool. We have Primogen, which is kind of like a half scorpion, half man thing. We have the Manted Queen, which is a uh, kind of a bug man also. And then we have Mother. I think Mother is the final boss. Mother is she is a large one-eyed monster with tentacles for arms, uh, and resembles the Opisthosomata of arachnids. So a spider of some sort, Jared. A spider of some sort. It's a, it's a spider of some sort, Jared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see what the final boss was, though. I think it was Mother, but I could be wrong. Primogen. What? Primogen's the final boss? Okay, so the final boss is Primogen, Jarrett. Oh, man, look at that. Duke Nukem for the N64. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Oh, man. Let's see. Primogen. Primogen. Uh, main antagonist. Uh, Tal sets through the Chrono Scepter into a volcano in an attempt to destroy it, thereby keeping this weapon out of evil's reach. The Primogen is an alien life form with powerful telepathic uh, abilities. Wow. It's huge. It's the Primogen, Jarrett. Wow. I'm looking at the reception of Duke Nukem 3D. Was it huge? Uh, which which was purchased at Costco. Oh. That's interesting. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. But was it huge? Uh, let's see here. All versions of the games have earned a positive aggregate score on game rankings and Metacritic. The original release on MS-DOS holds an aggregate score of 89% on game rankings and a score of 89 out of 100 on Metacritic. The version released on N64 holds an aggregate score of 74% and 73 out of mm-hmm. 100 on Metacritic. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Who cares about that? Daniel Jevons of Maximum gave it 5 out of 5 stars, calling it absolutely perfect in every respect <laughs> absolutely perfect absolutely perfect okay um a, a next generation critic summarized duke nukem 3d has everything doom doesn't but it also doesn't leave out the stuff that made doom a classic really reviewers paid a lot of attention to the sexual content within the game <laughs> reception of this element okay. varied Tim Sody of GameSpot felt that it was morally questionable, while the Game Revolution reviewer noted that it was done in a tongue-in-cheek manner, and he was, quote, not personally offended. I, I like uh, how in Duke Nukem oh. you could uh, RPG strippers, and you could give them money and tell them to shake it, baby. Mm. What do you think, RJ? I think Duke Nukem might have been an incel, and nobody knew it. Mm-hmm. If he was RPG and strippers. Um... It was an option. It was kind of like they let they let the they let the player just make those uh, complex moral decisions. Well, you you pu- you pulled that out pretty quick, which makes me believe that you may have some experience in the said avenue. Uh, gaming on Linux reviewer Hamish Paul Wilson <laughs> commented in a later retrospective how the game's quote dark dystopian atmosphere filled with pornography and consumerist decadence, in his view, helped to ground quote the game's most outlandish and obscene moments in context, concluding <laughs> that quote in a world as perverse as this, someone like Duke becoming its hero seems almost inevitable. Is it though? You be the judge. I could, but will I? Oh. 
Yeah, there's like uh, like spank booths in Duke Nukem. I don't know if you're aware. There's of that. there's what spank booths. There's there's what. <laughs> it's like, I think it's like the first level too. You, you you get off an elevator, or you're just like in a on a street, and there's like an adult store you can go into, an adult video store, and uh, there's mm. like a little, there's a little booth. And what did you do in that booth, Jarrett? I don't know. You spank things. What kinds of things? Living things. Penises. <clears throat> Which part? I don't know. Which would, part of the penis? The the one that if one were still sponsored by a certain company oh which is a current question mark question mark yeah awaiting further uh data uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, one could mention this now beautifully um but i'm not going to at this point well see i uh i have all of the uh the The setups sure the the check the checks in the mail well, you know, uh, let's not let's not say never, no. or what? You know what I mean? So we uh, we don't know. So you're yeah. a Turok boy. I like Turok. I don't know. How did you did you RPG strippers in that game? No, you had a bow and arrow, and you fought dinosaurs. That's and then uh, the so innocent. the primogen the, oh. the the primogen Jer. Um, what primogen. about? Oh, let's see here. What is what is Christopher Cheney have to say? Lon, is that Lon Cheney Jr.'s grandson? Son of the great-grandchild of Lon. Okay, okay. Indian cinema anecdote. Real mm. quick, future Duncan replacement Samuel the Love Master Loveland. Oh, wow. Mentioned seeing an Indian film in a multiplex. Mm-hmm. The first district manager I worked under at the movie theater was an Indian man in his 70s. The, his office was in the projection booth of my theater. Once or twice a year, he would order prints of various new Indian films and demand we run a full print of it, put them on the marquee, and upsell customers on buying tickets for future showtimes. Most of the time, it'd be him in there at the showtime after he punched out alone with a small popcorn and a coffee. All the power to him. I respected it. Hmm. Uh, here's one of the movies I remember. Agent Vinod on Letterboxd. Agent Vinod. Yeah. How do you spell Vinod? V I N O D. So you said from, from P R P Primogen. Yeah, 2012. <laughs> okay, I got it. Agent Vinod. Mm-hmm. In Pakistan, Khyber Pakhtunkhwa, raw Agent Vinod is rescued by colleague Rajan from a rogue Pakistani off- army officer. In Russia, Uzbekistan, an ex-KGB officer is tortured and murdered in Cape Town. A group of international business tycoons discuss a rumor that the dead KGB officer possessed a nuclear suitcase bomb. In Moscow, Rajan is exposed and shot dead while trying to send a code red message to India. In India, the head of Ra sees the incomplete message containing just number 242. Agent Vinod undertakes a global tro- a globetrotting secret mission to discover the reason why his colleague, Rajan, was murdered. A series of twists and turns take Vinod across the globe to Morocco and Latvia, Karachi to Delhi, and finally London, where he discovers the actual conspiracy that Primogen was the villain all along. Did you get that? Thanks, creeps. Chris. Did you get that? I, I did. Got it all. Get that primogen thing. I took I took it all in. Good, good. You, you, are you going to be checking this out, RJ? 
No. I I might I don't know I might watch that RRR if it's on Netflix. Okay. Eventually, but I'm not rushing out for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Rushing out. <laughs> yeah, those guys are in trouble, aren't they? Sugarhead. Holy shit. With an email entitled "Moral Tales." Ooh. Hey, Jared and RJ. Wow, such such respective monikers this outing. Where's the uh, J Dog? You know uh, what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know about J Dog. Oh, I know about J Dog. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hope you two lads are doing well. It sure was nice to hear from everyone's favorite garbage-eating film buff, Sam Loveland. <laughs> Last mm-hmm. week, I made a trip down to the U.S., and let me tell you, there is no shortage of garbage to eat. Sam mm-hmm. has got his work cut out for him. <laughs> Beautiful. While I was away, I watched this new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. It was mm. like if you took Rocky and crossed it with Like Mike, starring Little Bow Wow. Not, oh, not the best stuff, but hey, Sandler still rocks. Uh, yeah, I, I saw the preview for that. It looks good. You looks guys going to see this Jurassic Park movie? How about no. how about the new Cronenberg somehow playing in town? Really? Yeah, we, we talked about yeah. the, we talked about this. Did we? We did. We did. Did we? <laughs> Looking forward to your discussion of what is isn't incel stuff. Thank goodness uh, this Eric Romer garbage is over. Sweetly, Sugarhead. Well, he's a, he's about a week premature he's, on yeah, that. A little, I don't know if you realize there is a third week of this action. Yeah, this action. This incel action. I think I'm about rebranding yeah, I, my... I, 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 so it's a special operation this week, RJ. Well, I'm thinking about rebranding my incel hashtag as incel action because that's, that's more open. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's more open for interpret or more open to interpretation there, I believe. Yeah. I believe. That's nice to hear from Sugar Red. Yeah, he was in uh, the states. Got some food updates while he was there. Whoa, was pretty impressive. Not not an email form. No, this was uh, through private means. Oh. Through private means. I see. Yeah, he, uh, he had a uh, pop that had was nitrogen infused or something like that. It was like a Pepsi nitrogen or something. Looked crazy. Okay. Looked crazy. Would you drink a Pepsi nitrogen? Absolutely. Oh. Wow. I'd be willing to go on that. Going out on that. Huge. 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 You want to hear from Justin Peterson? Yeah. On the road again. Hey, creeps. Emailing Mm -hmm. in from the road this week as we head to yet another camp. This time, a three-nighter in North Carolina. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Shit. Watch, watch out, Justin. I've heard bad. I, I've heard bad. I've heard scary things about North Carolinians. I didn't think South Carolinians were allowed in North Carolina. Exactly. I think that's no. Yeah. You know, it was neat to hear Sam talk about making it to Life Scout last week. I was hmm. big time into scouting growing up too, and made it to Eagle Scout. Ooh. So, have you chaps nabbed any big awards, honors, or championships over the years? <laughs> Uh, you, uh, RJ? I've won countless awards because of uh, my ability to uh, be good at stuff. Accolades. So, yeah. A too, lot of, um, too, too many to name. Yeah. I'd say the most impressive are the ones that are based on grammar and uh, like um, speaking. Yeah. But uh, there's awards for speaking, right? <laughs> words speak good. <laughs> Me, words speak good. <laughs> Uh, I've won some stuff. Uh, how, 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 how about some of those attendance awards? 
Uh, I did not get an attendance award. Oh. Sadly. Sadly. No attendance you, award for me. But, but you're, I mean, you're so reliable and show up now. whenever you say you're going to come. Now, uh, even. <laughs> wow. I, I <laughs> okay. always say, I never say for sure. I I think I, I've, I've since said maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll come. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that, that, if I don't show up, then I didn't say I was going to. I mean, we all we all call RJ at the store all reliable. Hey, I show up eventually, and I and I get everything, which is probably more than you can say for some of the other bums that frequent that store. <laughs> uh, right? That's the bums. Well, I mean, those dudes who take out big files and never ever come. Oh, I at least come man. eventually. Oh man! How many uh, how many unclaimed files do you think you've had in the last? Oh couple Jesus! Years? Fuck! I fuck! I don't know. See, I don't see, know. Every, at least you know every, all. Every every, every every file feels like it, it it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> eventually. 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 Yeah. So what about your accolades? And then you go. Who's going to buy all these Star Wars bounty hunters? God. It's well, like you with, clearly with this, with this twenty five dollar uh, Bosk variant cover. Well, who who could who doesn't want a Bosk? You know about Bosk? I know about Bosk. Well, I know all well, too well, well about Bosk. Well, for Lom. Uh, no, that one's new to me. Oh man, I know all about Bosk though. Hmm. I know all what about Bosk. What about Dengar? Uh yeah, I know about Dengar. Yeah. Dengar's pretty sick. Yeah, he's pretty sick. He looks like he got beat up. Dengar's pretty sick. Um, speaking of sick though. Jared won't mention it, but uh, Jared did win the uh, Long Duck Dong Awards one time. That was pretty impressive. The uh, what? The Long Duck Dong Awards. It's for uh, John Hughes super fans. Oh. You know what I mean? No. That's no, you don't know Long Duck Dong? No. He's a character in a John Hughes movie. I'm not familiar. No? Well, you won the award. Shit. Damn, <laughs> I, think... well, I guess I should claim my prize. It's a... It's a uh, picture of molly ringwald not signed mm. yeah I'm, I'm good printed from a normal printer it's black and white on <laughs> normal on, paper on ink, inkjet on bond paper it's yes just, it's a little damp and it's current day molly ringwald not uh, <laughs> it's, pretty uh, and pink molly ringwald and it's curling <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes uh, yeah with uh the default margins on the printer so it's, yeah it's a little off center and it's kind of yeah offset to the left Beautiful. Yeah, but it's it's honest work though. That's not bad. Well, it's I think honest work. And you know those um, large plastic sh- like sheets they want you to in- have in school in your binder. It was like, it'd be the frontispage, and uh, it, you just but it's like hold the entire sheet and you slip it in there. It's like that. Oh, like slip covers. Yeah. Stuff? Yeah, I know about slip covers. You know about that? I know about slip covers. Slip covers are pretty neat. Pretty, pretty cool. Stationery is pretty cool. <laughs> Stationery is pretty cool. You know about stick it? You know about stickies? I know about stickies. A big fan of stickies. Yeah, well, Where do you? Hi- f- what about highlighters? Uh yeah, I do like highlighters, but only specific colors. Like you, you get like, you get some of those other colors in there, and you're like, this is getting out of hand, guys. Like, don't give me that purple. No purple it's for too, highlighters. It's probably too dark. It is too dark. You need like yellow and orange is pretty good. Pink, green, pink is good. Green is uh, not bad. Yeah, purple, see, I got big. I got problems. Purple, problem. blue. See, no, nah, no, yeah, and even like no get, blue. yellow and orange can be um, too close together. Yeah, 
for some. For some. Not for me. I have impeccable for, eyesight. So. Yeah. For That's me. That's another though. award. That uh, you know what, RJ? I was just thinking. Yeah. I was thinking about you uh, the other week because uh, there, there's mm-hmm. someone I work with who will remain mm-hmm. unnamed. Uh, their vision's really starting to go. They can't mm-hmm. see anything, and I, I think there's like a, a vanity element to it where they just can't admit, "Hey, maybe it's time I get glasses." And I was just like, you know what? That's going to be RJ one day. He's going to be Mr. I got perfect eyesight. I, I'll the guy never, with I'll, the glasses. I'll never need glasses. But then one day you'll be like, looking real close. and be like, oh, no, no, it's just uh, this, this, the type's real small. All of a sudden they shrank. They started, they're using a weird font now. Well, I mean, yeah, like type font type is getting smaller. It's getting tiny. Yeah, it is, isn't it, RJ? It is getting smaller, yeah, every, but it's not every, me. It's... Every every month, it's just a little. It's a little worse all of a sudden for some reason. For some reason, it's not me though. It's the font. Yeah, ten years from font. now, RJ maybe, will be a, a big old four eyes too. Maybe, uh, maybe that guy just misses his old glasses. <laughs> you know, goat movie question of the week. Uh-huh. What are some of the best survival films? Survival films? Uh, Ju- uh, Justin's Titanic? got Ap- Apocalypto is a good one. And Apocalypto? Yeah. Apocalypto. And where do you all stand on Gravity? I've never seen it, so I stand nowhere. Oh, you never saw Gravity? No. no. Everyone was talking about it, and I went like this. Well, survival is kind of tricky one to talk about right like because is the edge a survival film yeah what about hunted with benicio del toro uh did i see hunted it's got benicio del toro tommy lee jones i think you watched it a couple years ago nah that's not that's not a survival movie it's on this list of 340 films castaways on here i know jared's never seen castaway i never have which is too bad i think you would have think you would have liked castaway when it came out like if you watched it then i think it's still good but uh alive is a good film you know about alive Jarrett? what about uh the birds see but that's like Dun- i think dunkirk what? see but i don't think it's like danger like when your life is in danger that's not jaws survival should be like you're on your own and you're like do you know what i mean how is jaws a survival that's no yeah, see, see, that's what I'm saying. Alive is definitely a survival film. This list has Waterworld on here, which maybe? Maybe. Terminator 2 Judgment Day? No, I don't think that counts. I don't think movies like that count. Mm. Swiss Army Man? He's out in the woods. What about Deliverance? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to make a hard call here and say no. Southern Comfort. Again, no. I've never seen it, but I'm going to say no. No. Most Dangerous Game. That counts, maybe. Remember watching that movie? I do. Remember reading that story in, like, grade 10 or something? And it's like, and then at the end, the most dangerous game is man. What about Straw Dogs? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Rituals. Eh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> to me, survival is just, are you alone in the woods? <laughs> I think. Do you know it? Or are you alone on a ride? Are you alone is what survival is all about. Well, you, you can be in a group, like in a live. Yeah, in a live or like Donner Party, you can be in a group, but it's like yeah. you're isolated. Yeah. Whereas like uh, Straw Dogs is like you're isolated, but there's other people there and the other people. I don't know, man. This is too confusing. <laughs> you're confused. 
I'm too confused on this one. Uh, Gravity was fun to see in theater, but I would never watch it again. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt because I didn't see it in theaters. And then when it came out, I was like, I think it passed. No. Although people are still talking about it, right? (laughs) Right now. Right now. We're talking about it. What about Noah? Is Noah a survival film? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's got stone go- angels. Yeah, it does. The good kind. Foodie question. Mm-hmm. Shelled sunflower seeds, yay mm-hmm. or nay? Yeah, I'm on board with that. I used to not care for them since spinning out the shell is so messy, but now that my son is big time into baseball, I now like to nervously <laughs> chomp on them as Nolan pitches. I mean, uh, I use in the summers. I used to work outside, always. So always had big bag of spits, rip that shit all day long. You know what I mean, Jared? Yeah. Because you just spit it out. Didn't matter where it went. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter where. Not when you're out working out in a field. <laughs> it's, yeah, I guess. And then some kid haplessly comes by and is like, "I just want to roll in the grass." And they're like, "Ah, oh, I got, uh, I got the grass. I got oozed." The grass I was working in. If you saw a kid rolling in, uh, rolling around in that grass, you would call the cops because you'd be like, "This isn't where kids should be." <laughs> you know, like cow fields what about, and you what know, about ditches. A, what about a baseball diamond? Oh yeah, but I w- I would be courteous and have a cup at least to mm. spit them in. I'm yeah. not gonna just spit them on the ground like a fucking lunatic. Some people do that yeah. though, like in the stands. I mean, I've I've been at baseball games where people are yeah. spitting shells in the stands, and it's like that's a bit much. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. You know? It was you know? amusing to hear do much of the heavy lifting with chatting about these moral tail flicks last week. Really shows off how impressive your consistency has been on the show. What have been your top five movies in the creep so far? Jesus. And the top bad movies that were still fun to talk about. Oh man, that's a that's a big topic. I mean that's a bit, I, I can tell you easily, my my cause the thumbnails for my ranked yeah. list are right here and it's five films. Passion of Joan of Arc, Dead Ringers, yeah. Seven Samurai, Seventh Seal, and uh, Silence of the Lambs. Wow. All, there you go. And like, what, half of those were the first 20 In movies first... we ever talked about? Because that's when I still, I, I, well, I did, we've mentioned before, I did this list wrong, you know, but I don't know, Fishing with John, I like a lot, Videodrome, I like a which, lot, Robocop. Which is now coming out from Arrow in 4K. Videodrome? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be uh, UK only or not. Hmm. Mm. Don't you have a region-free thing? But well, yeah. But it's curious because criter- I'm not sure if Criterion specifically has the rights to the 4K stuff, or eventually it'll just come out from Criterion in 4K. Mm. But okay. the features on the Arrow one might, one would might be better. Could be. Who knows? Maybe our maybe our review will be a feature on the Arrow, or or some Canadian company will never put out their version of it but they won't let uh, anyone put it out here anymore yeah because they stink nobody <laughs> contacted us for our review to be a special feature no yeah where's our commentary track we have it you just throw it up there it's it probably there. like three hours long yeah so uh we got that going for us movies that i don't like that i didn't like to talk about very few because the movies I, I didn't like i did not like talking about you know what i mean Jared? Mm-hmm. not at all there's uh well movie bad movies that were still fun to talk about. Gertrude? <laughs> well, I mean, look how much uh material Gertrude continues to give us. 
after so many years. <laughs> I know. It's it's always it's always on my mind, Gertrude. <laughs> always. It's always on my yeah. mind. You're you're praying on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't know. Jubilee was good to talk about because we equally disliked it. <laughs> Show Metropolis. Uh, yeah, or skits sorry, Sk- shit yeah, quote Rupa Granger. Yeah, yeah. I mean that one was pretty decent to talk about. Mm, uh, what about um? I know uh, Jared. Well, what about Fat Girl? You liked Fat Girl though. Yeah, that movie's fine. So did Double A Wing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Let's say hmm. Jubilee. Jubilee, is in Juba uh, shit. What about actually? I mean, what about uh, what about Brackage? Uh yeah, actually, Brackage was a Brackage was decent. Dog Star Man. Brackage was uh, an interesting. And let us not forget one. Pepe la shit. <laughs> Pepe la shit. What about Dog Shit Man? Where was your review then? <laughs> Where were you now? Guess <laughs> guess what's just above the Dog Star Man on my rank? What's that? Gertrude. <laughs> See? See? Uh, it, it's all it's all coming back. It's, it's all coming back. Gertrude, Dog Shit Man. Man. What about we're having so much fun. Look at this. Look at, Look at this. Elena and her men. Uh yeah. That was boring yeah boring yeah oh boring boring thanks for all for now keep creeping and have a fantastic show best big j money peterson holy shit you want to hear from sam sanchez oh god what is he up to this time well he's got an email called wrestling Uh oh hi my Uh dudes Mm-hmm. Don't have much at all this week here, as baseball has not been fun for a while, so I'll steer clear of that for now. I'm assuming that means his, his angels are not doing yeah. well. well. Maybe his fantasy baseball is also not, not working out. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, he, he didn't tell. He didn't say so. Wanted to say it was very nice to hear Sam number one last week, and good to know mm-hmm. that our non-existent beef continues to not exist. Wow, well, wow. I mean, that's allegedly on, that's on the air. Allegedly, yeah. On the record, it's there's no beef. Mm-hmm. But if we release those after dark <laughs> audio, Whew. next, very happy to hear Jizz Dog enjoying watching Cum <laughs> Punk in person. Seems like an eruption mm-hmm. of good times. That's one way to phrase that. Mm-hmm. Yes. On that same wrestling show, how would Jizz Dog like the rival company with Cody Rhodes having a full-on Hell in a Cell match with completely torn Peck? Looked pretty Ooh. gnarly. Have you seen this, RJ? You seen I this? did. I did not. I've never seen a, a Peck tear on like in action. That sounds well. It happened before the match, but he went on to have the match with a with a with his torn Peck. It's just like the biggest, nastiest bruise you've ever seen, but like right in your armpit. Mm. It's like what's your armpit like? Uh, I'd say typical. Typical? Yeah. Of hmm. of of no note. Of armpits? Yeah. In terms of how armpits go, it's yeah. a typical armpit. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Run of the mill. Run of the mill armpits. Yeah. How about you? Just... 
Um, could probably be better. No. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> CM Punk, eh? Also. Or, or, uh, yeah, I didn't see the peck tear. Oh, you could, you could look it up if you wanted, if you cared. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want Google to start sending me. Wrestling stuff. What? Cody well, Rhodes. Well, no, peck things. Cody Rhodes. Torn peck. I don't want, like, torn peck picks. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you you do. Oh. <laughs> this guy's uh, head and face is unappealing. <laughs> Cody Rhodes? Yeah, he you know, looks like he you know, looks like a like a like a N sixty four like <laughs> rendering, but like as a real person. Well, you know, uh, apparently uh, the the women of WWE no, they, they had a a locker room vote of who that handsomest N- no, wrestler didn't. was in the company, and Cody Rhodes won. This was some years no, ago. No, he didn't. He he genuinely looks like like a nineties computer graphic, and I'm looking at real pictures of him. And I don't like what, it. What do you think about his neck tattoo? Stupid. No? I think it's stupid, Jerry. He, he just loves his country. Does he's, he? He's the American nightmare. Does he, though? Also, the great Gorky was brought up last week, which reminds me that you guys mm-hmm. have not fulfilled your promise of watching The Childhood of Maxim Gorky from 1938. <laughs> still waiting over here. I think it's still on my watch list. And still on YouTube. I think we were waiting for the next Gorky pick, no? Yeah, that's it's coming soon. Well, there's got to be more Gork in the collection. Gork Dog? He's got to be in there somewhere. Ooh. No? Well, listen to this. From, yeah? From one stuff here. Uh-oh. Lastly, the subject of root beer was brought up and whether Uh-oh. Barks, Mug, and A&W is better. And I would just like to chime in and say everyone was wrong and that root beer is bad. Wow. But he, but he wrote, and the root beer is bad. So he's not a fan of the root beer, huh? No. That's, uh, he likes single stuffed Oreos, doesn't like root beer. Sam, you're not making, you're not making things easier for yourself, buddy. You know what I mean, Jerry? No. He is not improving his situation. No. Oh, God. Bad take. Bad take. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You know, that's what I mean. But hey, that's why he's Sam number two. That is why he's Sam number two. Yeah, does he have any other bad takes or what? Nope, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad one, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to hear from Robert Eagle. R O Beagle? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. With an email entitled 1776 and all that. Mm-hmm. Hello, creeps. How wonderful it was to hear last week's show and to listen to Oliver and Sam's adoring words about England and English people. Mm. I'm Mm -hmm. sure Sam meant English people suck and are disgusting in its most positive (laughs) and (laughs) life-affirming sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we were all thinking. No? Uh, Joking aside, I was looking forward to Sam's return, and he didn't disappoint Mm-hmm. That said, I have only two words for Sam. D-calf. <laughs> what, what do you think he means? Uh, I don't think Sam drinks caffeine. I think he is... Uh, I don't think caffeine's allowed in Utah. That's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've got um, an embargo at the state line all around. It's something like that. You know what like, I mean? 
Yeah, <clears throat> something like that. They they can't have McDonald's there either. I've heard. To I don't answer, know if it's true. To answer Oliver's question last week about what to do in England, and specifically Central London, where I lived for years, may I offer some sincere suggestions? Oh. One good thing about London is many of the tourist sites are nearby. If you get off at Leicester Square tube station, written as Leicester Square, but pronounced Leicester Square, you're only five Ooh. minutes walk from Piccadilly Circus, stroll west. Mm-hmm. Wait there long enough and you'll meet everyone you know. Uh, Covent Garden, stroll east. Theaterland mm-hmm. in Soho, a, night, uh, a swift mince north. If you run into any leather daddies in Soho, be sure to mention my name. Ooh. Uh, Trafalgar Square, a manly stride southward. Mm-hmm. From, Trafal- uh, from Trafalgar Square, you're 10 minutes walk uh, west from Buckingham Palace or 10 minutes walk south from Big Ben, the Houses of Parliament, and Westminster Abbey. If you're in London at the weekend, take a 10-minute tube ride to Camden Town Tube Station. Lots of fun stuff at Camden Market with street performers and interesting stalls. Plus, you may meet an annoyingly camp guy with an adorable dog. I don't think London Zoo has any sheep, but I'm pretty damn sure Lancaster has sheep. Lots. Plus, mm. as an added bonus, Lancaster is on the coast. Oliver, take your woolly date on a romantic stroll along the cliffs. Whether or not your sheep finds you irresistible, faced with the cliff edge, it'll push back deliciously. How will it push back? Deliciously, RJ. Did I just yes. hear RJ gasp? Mm-hmm. Guys, guys, am I still allowed to write in? Regards. Oh, this is very cute. It's like cartoon R, O, and a beagle. Oh, that's cute. Aww. Let's go back to that Weather Daddy situation. Or Piccadilly Circus, because I heard that's a pretty shitty circus. You know what I mean, Jer? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's lacking laughs. Yeah. Well, it could use a little more Wayne's World. Maybe it would be a better circus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jer? You know what I mean, Jer? I'm going to hook you up with this. Uh, these graphics. The graphics? Yeah, you'll see. The so, graphics. You know about graphics? The Cody Is Rhodes? There... Well, <laughs> so not a lot of people can handle those kinds of graphics. Oh, I, I see this. See, R- you, you did it. You demanded Eagle. them, and Rob has delivered. I like it. 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 The Beagle's wearing, like, a cruising hat. Did you notice that? I'm sure it's purely accidental. Did, 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 did you notice that, or... No? Okay. All right. I mean, okay. you picked up on it, RJ. I see. Oh. I see. Leather Beagle. Finally... Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. we've got uh, one last email. Good from Sam number one. Uh, I don't know. It's debatable now. My opinions of Sam are, I don't know if either of them have a uh, the number one. <laughs> we have Sam two and Sam two B. <laughs> I, be- I believe at some point uh, Sam might have said, "If you're an idiot like RJ." When did he say that? Last week. Wow! Wow! That, I have opinions. That, that, that might have been four hours deep. Yeah, I, I was barely there at that point, but uh, I can uh, I can defend my position, especially tonight. I have more to say. Sam's got an email entitled "Hello." Hello. Hey, creeps. 
Just wanted to say thanks for letting me on the pod again. Hope mm-hmm. you had as much fun as I did. Looks like Jared and I aren't the only ones baffled by RJ's use of the word incel. As no. someone on YouTube was upset enough to leave a comment about that. I guess you can't please everybody. All I got to say about that is if you're commenting on YouTube about what incel means, you're likely an incel. <laughs> and if anyone can say otherwise, I try it. Yeah. Try try to defend that position. <laughs> try it. Anyways, new Criterion releases are out, and everybody's talking about the new World Cinema Club box set. Everyone is? Everyone. Oh, shit. You didn't even, I mean, that's all we were talking about before we started. Well, yeah, I just didn't know everyone. Mm-hmm. I know I, I've been talking about it for days, so. Days. <clears throat> we, yeah. and, well, actually, we were talking about struts. Well, we were talking about struts. How are your struts doing? Do they have play? Uh, uh, they're adequate. No play on the struts? Yeah, they don't need to be replaced. Okay. And, okay. and the shocks are fine, too. What about uh, what about the sump pump in your Heart. body? I think yes, the last. I think it's okay for now. For now, for now. it's always for now. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask for your opinion on Sound mm-hmm. of Metal being on there, mm-hmm. which I believe is an Amazon title. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Criterion just picking up Netflix and Amazon movies? Well, obviously, I don't really attach anything to something being in the Criterion Collection. I think it's interesting that this company, which aspires to be the canon, is just signing mm-hmm. these deals with big distribution companies and releasing newer movies. Not saying anything about the quality of these movies. Just an interesting development. Thanks, and have a good show, Sam. Slam, Love Machine, Loveland. See, I don't know if he if he, if he even is a love machine now, because he's dishing out a lot of hate, you know? Yeah. A lot of hate. Uh, I was going to say, I, I mentioned this when the Netflix stuff happened. Like, I like Sound of Metal quite a bit, but, like, I honestly think the Netflix movies, like, I also don't think there's any weight to being in Criterion, because who cares? But uh, I think the Netflix, <laughs> that, that, I mean, on, after, on this Criterion podcast. Yeah, after, after what we've been enduring of late, I mean, yeah, goddamn. You know. Um, so I, I don't think that matters, but I honestly, I feel like the inclusion of, like, Netflix movies like The Irishman and uh, Marriage Story. I think those will go down. If people are still interested in Criterion in like five years, those will be like Michael Bay entries in the Criterion. Like not that they're bad movies, but people will be like, oh, these are weird that they're in here. Because like, how? I mean, Netflix. Well, Marriage Story is uh, Noah Baumbach, right? Yeah. We're, we're, yeah we're, that we're one talk- makes sense. But... I mean, we're talking about a Noah Baumbach movie next week. Yeah. I mean, that one makes a little bit more sense. But, you know, like. Just the Netflix in general, because how many did they put in there? Uh, Marriage Story, um, Irishman. Wasn't there two other Netflix movies that uh, just Roma? got added? Roma. Roma, which is... <laughs> yeah, so like... I well, don't there's know. Uh, I... Something, there's that uh, documentary, right? The Dick Johnson thing? Dick Johnson? Yeah. That can't be a real name. Dick Yeah, Dick Johnson, Johnson is dead. I think that's a Netflix documentary. Oh. Or was picked up by Netflix. Uh, well, if it was picked up by Netflix, I think that's distributed well, actually, by. Know. Yes. I don't know. I I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it, but everything's what, made up anyway. So. What are you a huge fan of? I like Star Trek. Bane. I like Bane clearly. 
He's still here, Jerry. He's out of the box now. So, are you red pilled or uh, blue pilled, RJ? I am green pilled. Ooh. Do you know about the green pill? I don't. It's Nyquil. Damn, you're just asleep. You're sheep. Yeah, I'm just asleep. Yeah, is it, well, as Cipher from the Matrix says, ignorance is bliss. You know. I uh, I don't know why I thought of the Matrix just now. It just kind of popped up in my head for some for some reason. I'm not sure why. Some reason. So what about you, Jer? You like the sound of metal? Uh, that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Um, you like the inclusion? Sure. I mean, yeah. Sure. I don't know the. The, the film industry has changed. Um, mm-hmm. We're probably going to see... Well, yeah, probably a lot of the time, maybe the, some of the better movies will start coming out just on streaming platforms. Like, I don't know did, if Sound of Metal had any form of theatrical release or if it was straight to Amazon. Um, mm. and Sound, of, Sound of Metal, I think, did. I'm pretty sure. What was that? Had release. Okay. Is that what you just said? Yeah, I'm not sure if it yeah. if it had a theatrical release or if it was just dumped on, onto the internet. <laughs> but, I think um, it did. But... Okay. Uh, yeah. What's that show that – what's that Apple Plus movie that just won Best Picture? Uh, Coda. Right. Child of Death Adult Adults, I believe, is mm. what that stands for. Child of Death Adults, I believe. <laughs> Is what that stands for. I see, I see. Yes, and I think that might have had a small theatrical release, which I guess is just a way to drum up interest, get some get some theater bookings, get some theater bookings. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm not going to worry about that one too too much. I at the same time, you know, Inland Empire mm-hmm. um, has been earmarked for uh, Criterionization, and which I go. Ugh. I'd be okay if it wasn't. But it is. Lost Highway's coming. That's good. But... Lost Highway's cool. I'd take every David Lynch movie except for Inland Empire. No. Everyone else is wrong on that. You know that? Well, it's got its fans. And uh, I know. him talking about quinoa is better than that. And yes. apparently, even though it was shot on like these shitty old cameras, it's going to get like a 4K restoration and blown up. An upscaling or something, and there's like some people really passionately arguing about it and how beautiful it is, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. and I think people are saying you don't even know what you're talking about, my dude, and they didn't, my dude. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this person doesn't know what they're talking about. They're just mad, so mad. Well, that's what we, I mean, that's what we aim to do here is anger, angry, angry. Yeah, yeah. That's what the internet's for. To get mad. Yeah. Oh, you're a lot on the internet. Hey, RJ, that's our emails. Ooh, only an hour in. They're not bad. As usual. As usual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We want to talk about what you've been creeping on this week. Last three weeks, really? I, I can talk about something briefly before we get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, well, we'll get into the nitty-gritty, but uh, tell me something sweet and brief. Too sweet? You ever hear about Jackass, Jarrett? I have heard about uh, some Jackass. I've been watching some Jackass. Yeah, you have. Which is good stuff. Good, yeah. good stuff. So I watched the new one, uh, and uh, I found myself laughing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. More than a... Because like, I always liked Jackass, but I think when we when you were talking about it, I was like, uh, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't know if it would still... Uh, 
resonate you, with you, me you in the same you way. You didn't believe me when I said that uh, it held up? No, I mean, I believed it. It wasn't that it, I don't I didn't think it would hold up. It's that I have changed a little bit where it's like some of the pranking on like civilians some of them i'm sometimes i feel bad for the people they're doing it to where i'm like or like the animal stuff for sure this one they were very they made it very clear that every animal used they always kept mentioning don't hurt the animal Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't hurt the animal so i know that they try um but yeah some of the animal ones uh, i'm not a big fan of but uh no this one was uh this one was it was good stuff jared it was real that that vulture (laughs) Uh, yeah, the vulture was like, eh. I mean, he he's unharmed, you know. But it's uh, <laughs> a big, it's a big bird. Yeah, the uh, the one that really, um, the one that like made me like roll back in my own skin was the spider one in the uh, like the like in Jackass oh, Forever where with, like the, with, with Dark, with Dark Shark. Shark. Yeah, and then like the spider bite after that whole thing like. Because we bought a house that's like has huge hideous spiders everywhere, and it's <laughs> they're, fucking. They're defending you. No, they're trying to eat me. No, they're trying to defend you. They're trying, they're trying to protect. They're protecting you. you gotta they're feed, trying to you, eat me. You got to feed them. You got to got to give them like something to do. Otherwise, they will eat you. So yeah. go go to go to like get some get some insects. Leave the windows open. Let them all come in, and then the spiders will have something to do. That's how it works, uh, I think. Scary, scary, scary. Oh, and we got like we got like little little piss ant insects compared to other parts of the world, dude. RJ, I know, but I we saw a spider in this house, which was I'm not even exaggerating the biggest house spider I've seen in my entire life. Like it was, I don't know if you took two toonies and just kind of overlapped them, that's the size of the spider. It was yeah, horrifying. I've seen those. I've, uh, horrifying. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that one uh, was really scary. I think my favorite bit in Jackass Forever was the uh, the Silence of the Lambs one oh, with the yeah. uh, the rattlesnake. Oh, <laughs> it's oh, and, and they use the music. <laughs> it's so good. Like uh, like I liked I liked that like the bit itself, but then like all the little touches, you know, with uh, Pontius in the background, mm-hmm. like uh, ooh, oh man. So that like, one was really am, good. Am I wrong in thinking that, like I think Chris Pontius is like pretty brilliant. Mm. He's mm-hmm. like his comedic chops are pretty incredible. His uh, the speed and the like accuracy at which he delivers like one liners is yeah. incredible. Yeah, oh yeah, and, he, like he is, it is so underrated how yes. uh, how on his toes he is, and like always, like, and super like beyond the pale of like weird. Whoa, that's pretty. That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> he he's definitely. He's one of the yeah. He's definitely one of the smarter ones, and I think that it makes it funnier that he's the one who's always like. I uh, when I was watching this uh, with my buddy, he was saying that Chris Pontius has the world record for most male nude scenes and of like anyone <laughs> yeah. in, like in film, which is like yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes total sense. He's naked at least two or three times in each Jackass movie. Um, but yeah, Chris Pontius is really good. I like him. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that 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 bit. I liked a lot. Uh, the underwater fart, you know, I'm glad that the boys finally achieved it. So yeah. that was a good one. Uh, the cup test was really good. Anything with danger, Aaron. Like, I feel so bad for that, dude. Like, uh, the cup test, uh, the bear. Yeah. The bear one was because his, his, his reaction is so, like, raw. He's just. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff, dude. I like it yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. How, how about like, uh, in Jackass 4.5, the the, oh, net, yeah. the Netflix 
like yeah it's kind of like the the least amount of footage of like off cuts that the point yeah. fives have had mm-hmm. um it's kind of more of like a making of than anything else yeah. But I mean, yeah. it, does, it, it is like watching it now as uh, as apparently COVID winds down, uh, mm-hmm. and like the, the like the precautions at the beginning of mm-hmm. it. You're like these dudes are doing way worse things to themselves. Um, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it seems now in hindsight, where you're like, good lord, and the the, the kind of bubble that they would have been in. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah, and but that's I like that too. It's a little time capsule. Yeah. Of two years ago, yeah. right? Like, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I liked it too because it's got the COVID stuff in there, and then also just because, like they're saying, it's like, well, it's been ten years. They're like, this is what we've been doing lately, you know. And you get to see Spike J- Jones in there. J- Johnny Knoxville's hair turn completely silver within like three months or like six months or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, uh, he looks good as a silver fox. He looks like Jamie Lee Curtis. Which is good. Uh, for the 4.5, the two that grossed me out the most were the hot sauce enema and uh, the sashimi oh my God. one. That one, I was, I honestly, I had yeah. to look away because I was like, this is, I was like, this is making me sick. Yep. Uh, <laughs> anything with like puke also, like the puke ones, I'm like, uh, like I have to look away no. sometimes because they're so puke. gross. Yeah, pu- puke's fine, but. Uh yeah, Zach sashimi? Zach sashimi is like some it because I didn't think that Jackass Forever had anything like that at all. Whereas because like the previous, yeah. Well, no, I mean they just didn't they didn't, they left this out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe for a like, but they've included like the sweatsuit cocktail is still one of the most vile things imaginable. But Zach sashimi is um like r- maybe right up there and maybe worse maybe. I don't know, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I was watching, I was like, oh, oh. and I think <laughs> when Zach goes to, like, eat it, and he can't even do it, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, when, when Chris bad. Pontius, who has just, like, downed animal semen without mm-hmm. blinking an eye, without gagging at all, he just does it, and when he's puking, you know, yeah. you know, well, you, exactly. you know, you know it's beyond vile. Beyond the pale, yeah. some may say. Some may say. Yeah, that that was easily the grossest one, I think. Uh, was, but the, hey, was Spike Jones about to beat the shit of Jeff Tremaine on camera again? I, I, I think so. You, you think he was never wasn't having too difficult of a time? No, um, I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you fuck with Spike Jones. I think oh. he's got that like, you know, that energy of. Uh, a word that they used to describe kids at in school, you know, where, where, when you just lose it, Lizzo, well, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, okay. The two I liked the most in the, uh, 4.5. I really liked, uh, the blindfold race just cause I thought that was like kind of wholesomely dumb and like yeah. funny. Uh, and then I really liked like the bad grandpa bit. Um, oh, we're, we're like on the bus shelter when he's yeah when because like <laughs> when it pans out to him he's like help help and like with the wheelchair up there too i uh just that part not even the stuff that follows afterwards i just thought that part alone was super funny i was like i like that i was like that's good stuff i really like those uh clown suits they had with the tennis player bit 
Oh, that with, one was with Eric Andre. With Eric Andre. <laughs> that that yeah. those clown those clown outfits, just like uh, so bizarre. It's like well, oh, they're yeah. like those carnival clown guys, right? That you yeah. like knock over. Yeah. 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 That one was good. I also like the sheer amount of exploding border potties. I thought was oh, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. You know, it sounds like I. W- do you think anyone has fun on the set of these movies? Because it seems like it's like absolute torture for like two, three months, hey? Apparently. You know? That's how it seems. Yeah. What? Any other uh, highlights of uh, 4.5 for you or uh, 4? What? Yeah, I mean, I just watched it last night. I'm trying to even remember. What's in there? Yeah. Cause I'm trying to remember the if there was anything I was like, why wasn't this? Oh, because well, Jackass and Forever also has the... Oh, fuck. It's called, I think the bit that like I thought was like actually really funny, and I'm like, oh, I would have left this in because it's the failure of it all is uh, mm-hmm. Steve-O's condoms. Oh yeah, <laughs> using the, uh, the septic tank, the septic tank fluid oh. to fill it up. And he's just standing there, and then like the poor bastard who's like standing there, and it just explodes, and he's because like flecks of it got everywhere. It's on mm-hmm. my face. Oh, it's like oh. Like just so much too. Fl- I guess flex. <laughs> and it happens like nine times, which is like but they kept trying. They kept trying. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, that one was pretty gross. Yeah. That one was pretty gross. <sighs> Jack, are you gonna watch two and three still? Yeah, I'll probably will. Yeah, yeah. so I, I watched a Jackass one. Lots of good stuff in there. Lots of good stuff. Uh I think um like the opening, the so I, I think I like the shopping cart opening the yeah. best out of the openings. I just it's simple and the, the, the giant shopping cart. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but the opening bit with the uh, um, the rental car rental car derby is real good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, Dave England's toilet uh, oh, one is which, also well that happens twice between yeah. the, between the movies. Uh, yeah, that that one's uh, always a uh, <laughs> a standout. Um, what else? I really like the disco truck one when they're uh, like oh. on roller skates in <laughs> yep. the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, I I like to I like that one a lot just because of, like how like rough it looks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, that it, one's it, good. It, it would suck. That one is really good. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. There were there were a couple more that I did like, but uh, or that like when I watched it, it's like, oh yeah, I was like, I remember this. Oh, Butterbean. Oh yeah. The, oh. Yeah. And, and the, the delivery of the line is butter being okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's some of the maybe uh, Johnny Knoxville's finest moments. The, yeah, that's some of the the best of the best. Like, yeah, but watching going from forever to number one and seeing like how much they do, uh, like with people, you're just like wow, wow. Or you know another one. It was always in the commercial for it. But it's like when one of them's walking on crutches in the convenience store, and then the jouster on the bike comes in, and or, or like and gets them. Like, and there's that guy. He's like, "What are you doing?" That was always on the commercial. That one's good though. It's effective. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it. Did like you? It. Uh, so in the l- l- later installments, did you uh, also miss Bam? Honestly, no. Hmm. See, I think no. that I think that one of the things like when I was going through these chronologically mm-hmm. is I felt like on the whole there was something missing from the later editions i'm not sure if it's just it age was but i think there's some i think he brought a certain well maybe it's not just him either um because it's a 
his friend that his, died. That Ryan is, Dunn. Ryan Dunn is an, yeah. all, is also not there. But I think I think Bam's kind of a, a, a kind of a sicko. That's and that's uh so after watching the first line, Bam's not in a lot, but when I watch it now, I was like, this guy's got uh, a uh, menacing energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which yeah. I mean is good for the show. But yeah. I, I read into a uh, a little bit of why he wasn't there, and like they yeah. tried. They, and they, uh, yeah, they they were doing wellness checks, and he's trying to sue him for that. Whereas like, uh, or like by wellness checks is like he had to do like drug tests every day and like meet a psychologist and stuff like that. And uh, he wasn't on board with that, and he feels like they violated his rights by asking him to do that or something. I know it sounds complicated. Sounds complicated. Yeah. So, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, jackass. Uh, jackass. I watched. Uh... Driving Miss Daisy on an airplane. Oh, did you have audio? I did. Yeah, and? Uh, yeah, I watched it via uh, WestJet movies. I also, uh, on the way there, I did not have audio, but mm-hmm. I uh, watched like about, I don't know, an hour of 2001 Space Odyssey. On as, an airplane. As Kubrick envisioned. Yes, yes. The first 15 minutes of like... Um, whatever you like monkeys is awesome it's all time e- even on an airplane even on the airplane those, those, hmm. those that, that the apes hanging out uh is, is so wicked so good mm-hmm. yeah. i mean it is good it is wicked mm-hmm. i like it quite a bit so driving miss daisy uh have you seen this movie best picture winner yeah when i was like a kid yeah i would con- I, I i don't i honestly don't know if i'd ever seen it Mm-hmm. this much of it so I, I kind of take it as a rewatch but maybe it wasn't and uh, maybe it's one of those, those it was the last best picture winner i had not seen yet potentially mm. but uh it felt kind of like a new movie to me even though i knew the the music uh you know you know who did the score for this movie no uh I, just a little checking this because when I, was, I saw it i was like what hans zimmer <laughs> really yeah the the zim Hans, the, the, the the zim man the zim dog wow yeah i was like man this is him uh, and uh do you know who directed driving miss daisy you won't but john ford bruce pretty good actually not bad bruce Barris ford ah yeah i know about john ford yeah you know about bruce i know about the ford family yeah you know the Australian film director. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty close. And would you say that it uh, changed society forever? Driving Miss Daisy. No, yeah. you know. Uh, so Dan Aykroyd's in this. He's the um, he's Jessica Tandy's son. Plays the son. And Dan Aykroyd in the first like fifteen minutes of this movie strikes a quite the resemblance to one premier Jason Kenny. Even, really? sh- even showing up in a little cowboy outfit. Is that so? Yep. Is that so? Interesting. Interesting. No, I. Uh, I don't recall that. No. Few Not do. F- few do. Few do. Hmm. Yeah. This is Can like a, an extremely unremarkable movie. Unremarkable. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. Watching it is just like, huh. Yeah, this is this is no green book, that's for sure. Even fewer films get the green book status. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Driving Miss Daisy is one thing, but green book, oh, Jared, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. 
That is a whole other thing. <laughs> Too much to get into in one day. That's I'll true. tell you that much. Yeah. I'll tell you that much right here. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Ah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you like driving, Miss Daisy. <laughs> yeah. That's what you said, right? Is that you were a big fan? Big fan. Big fan. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's all. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, this is where we phase out Uh-oh. In, into um, exclusive territory. Oh, dear. One can follow us into the Patreon zone, but it's gonna, but it's going to cost you. How much? Uh, at least one whole dollar. Wow. What a steal. Not bad. What a steal. Not, not bad. But other than that, I mean, the rest of you mooks who don't, uh, you're going you're gonna to listen for like 30 seconds, and then we'll be back. Mm-hmm. In but, blog form. And still in pod form. Yeah. We, we're always in pod form, but just like, oh. this is an exclusive pod. Oh. Okay. That's the kind of language that one expects only, <laughs> only on Patreon exclusive materials, not for free. You're not leaving that in for sure. For sure, start it right now. Oh wow, what an incredible Patreon episode we have! Man, I can't believe Liam Neeson used such strong language. <laughs> what was that thing he said? <laughs> Do you remember that one time? What? That language he used? I think he did drop some hard ones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know oh, about Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon? He said he'd come back if I it mean, was in Pog form. But I mean, I, th- I thought Link Mason was real, but it turns out he was uh, stop-motion all along. I mean, it's a long it's a long way from Little Red Riding Hood to the Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah, no. but somehow we made the connection. No. From uh, Little Red Riding Hood to Wrath? Of the Titans? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, how to, mm. how, how to build a bridge. And? To, 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 to little cowboy uh, lassoing dinosaurs. Mm. I like that, too. No. Nope. Big fan. Big fan. Big, Big fan. fan. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, RJ, you got any news for us? Um, today is the 30th birthday of Spawn. Of, like, the Spawn? Of Spawn. Todd McFarlane's Spawn. 1992. Summer. Yeah, what a time to be alive. You were only 40 years old, still a young buck. Picked up that Spawn copy one. Man, your life was never the same, was it? Never the same. So that's my news, but I know you have news, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, um, damn, you know, uh, John Hinckley 
Just got out of jail. <clears throat> Is he eating people again? Uh, no. He's, he hasn't shot any presidents for a while either. Did he? Do you think he would have eaten the guy that he shot? <laughs> what? Uh, the uh, Ronald Reagan? I don't. I don't know who Hinckley is. Did he shoot John, Ronald Reagan? John Hinckley Jr. did indeed shoot Ronald Reagan. Well, he shot. Did he die? Him. Who? Reagan. No. All right. Then what's the problem? Uh, I guess if we want to look at that way. Remember that guy threw that shoe at George W. Bush? He just no. dodged it, and he was like, <laughs> yeah. and he just kept going. Because George W., he walks between the raindrops. Well, W. is like, no harm, no foul, baby. And then he just, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he drops a nuke on your hometown. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got Criterion releases in September. Sure we do. Sure uh, we do. Sam, uh, number one, already mentioned Sound of Metal. Um, Did he? Yeah. He did, and we got that Martin Scorsese's World Cinema Project number four that everyone's talking about. So uh, you can get that conversation everywhere else. We, we it's already been discussed thoroughly everywhere. Really, um, we we got Blow Out, the Brian De Palma film with John Travolta, the good one, Nancy Allen coming out. The good one, it is the good one, coming mm-hmm. out on 4K. I'm going to assume that's why it's getting re-released. Um, Probably. How about Takeout? From uh, Sean Baker and uh, Shi Chin Sao. So, I mean, I know Sean Baker is active in the community. So, in the film community, mm. the letterboxed community. I think it might be. Ooh, it does mention Verite. Mm. Cinema or like chili Verite? Uh, the green one. Verde. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Uh, we also got Le Corbeau coming at you, uh, at mm-hmm. least on Blu-ray. Uh, remember that? Remember Clouseau's Le Corbeau? Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good film. Not too bad. You A uh, film, you say? It's a and good film. we got a little of Canadiana coming at you. Oh, what? I, I believe this is going to be the first Atomagoyan film in the Criterion Collection. Ah. Uh, we, we're getting Exotica, a movie that I am certain RJ will hate. Um, yeah. But that's okay. But that's cool. I, I'm really glad that finally uh, Atom Egoyan has cracked his way in. And I could be, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure this is his debut. No, Adam Egoyan did uh, The Grinch. Oh, the two, yeah. And that's in the Criterion, the the Jim Carrey one. Right, right, right. Because it's a Canadian connection, you see. So, uh, yeah, you're way wrong, dude. Way wrong. Way, way, wrong. way out of line. Way wrong. But, yeah, that, that's that's about it. Way out of line. Way out of line. That's the whole yeah. kitten caboodle. Yeah, that's fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you better be. Moving right along. Moving right along. We got two Omer films left. Two of about. them? Two of them. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. So another hour or something of us talking. Um, so let's get to it after the break. Um, RJ, how do you feel about knees? <clears throat> You still gonna stand by what you said last week? Milk steak? Let's talk about your oh. likes and dislikes. Um, how about your favorite food? What would that be? Oh, milk steak. 
Mm-hmm. What? Milk steak. I'm not putting milk just steak. Put steak. Just I'm going to put steak. steak and then Don't put steak. Put milk steak. She'll know what it is. No, she won't know what it is, She'll Charlie. Know Nobody what knows is. what that is. No. Okay. All right. What's your favorite hobby? Uh, magnets. Magnets. Okay. Magnets. What? Like making magnets, collecting magnets. Playing get, with magnets. Just magnets. Oh I'm going to put snowboarding. We'll put snowboarding. I don't really snowboard. All right. What are some of your likes? Uh, ghouls. Son of a bitch. What are you talking about yeah, now? funny little green ghouls. Go what? Like in movies and cartoons? What? Little yeah. green ghouls, buddy. Don't write ghouls. I'm not. I'm putting yeah. travel. Jesus Christ. What are your dislikes? People's knees. Oh, come on, Bro, dude. Come on. Be you know what? We'll just make it all up. We'll make the whole we'll, thing up. We'll dock it a picture. We'll make it up. Yeah, we're not even going to use it. Cover your knees up if you're going to be walking around yeah. everywhere. You know how to dance. The only thing that she could do was knees up Mother Brown. Oh, knees up Mother Brown. Knees up Mother Brown. Knees up, knees up, never let the breeze up. Knees up, Mother Brown. Oh, hopping on one foot, hopping on one foot, hopping, hopping, never stopping, hopping on one foot. Oh, knees up, Mother Brown. Knees up, Mother Brown. Knees up, knees up, never let the breeze up. Knees up, Mother Brown. Oh, hopping on the other, hopping on the other, hopping, hopping, never stopping, hopping on the other. Oh, knees up, Mother Brown. Knees up, Mother Brown. Knees up, knees up, never let the breeze up. Knees up, Mother Brown. And whirling round and round. Whirling round and round. Whirling, whirling, ever twirling. Whirling round and round. There came a girl from France who didn't know how to dance. The only thing that she could do was knees up, Mother Brown. Hey! And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're finishing up six moral tales by Eric Omer. Um, mm-hmm. The last two entries in the box set, uh, Claire's Knee from 1970 and Love in the Afternoon from 1972. RJ, we're, f- we're now basically done. We're not done talking about it. How are you feeling? How are you feeling going into this, this final installment? How did I feel going in, or how do I feel now being done? Because those are two different feelings. I, I yeah, believe. well, both. How do you feel about both? Going in, I went. <clears throat> I went to a lot of people on the internet. They're gonna have a lot of things to say about me, I'm sure. Uh, and then coming out through the other end, I feel vindicated. Vindicated, eh? Vindicated. Uh, I mean. We talked about it last week a little bit. Here's my stance, okay? okay. I understand that uh, <laughs> when you have characters and you have characters in movies, it's not necessarily you. But here's what I think. If you do like six or seven movies around things that are similar enough, it's because you really want to do it. Kind of. It's like what you're about. It's your thing. Like well, if I only made a podcast these, these, about group beer... Root beer would be my thing, you know what I mean? And I feel like Claire's knee is very similar to that. Although, I will say this. Before we get into it, I think Love in the Afternoon is the exception. Of like the, of, of all the films? Of the Romer picks. I think it's the exception of the Romer mm. picks. But uh, maybe well, that's just... Okay. Well, we'll just see. Uh, I think... I think uh, hmm. Claire's knee, I think, is like definitely on this like peak of pushing pushing what... Romer's doing yes and then like love in the afternoons like a completely different film from i get from everything else in a lot of ways 
And it's probably uh, yeah. far, far more, I think, in line with um, what you were probably hoping for or thinking you were going to get yeah. since the beginning. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. Okay. Jay, so, what is What do morals mean to you, Jer? Claire's knee from 19... 19- Tell me about Claire's knee. From 1970. A synopsis. No tagline. Mm-hmm. On the eve of his wedding, on a holiday, on the Lake Anensi, Anessi shore... A career diplomat visits an old acquaintance, perhaps a former girlfriend. Through her, he meets an intense teenager, Laura, and then lusts after her sister, Claire. Whilst Laura attempts to flirt with him, his fantasy becomes focused on wanting to caress Claire's knee. Um, have you known about this movie before this week? I've heard the title. Did you know what it was about, though? Uh, no. And did you read the description before you watched it, or did you just dive in? I think I read the... I, I think in preparation for this these episodes since week one of uh, er, the Eric show, uh, I, I did kind of skim ahead and be like, what is Claire's knee about? And I went, I see. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I read it the day I watched it. <laughs> I, I read it and then I went like like twenty minutes before <laughs> and then also, I went. Okay, all right. Hmm. So, uh, so RJ also messaged me: Is Clara's knee the only movie we have to watch? And I was like, uh, No, that would make the it's the fifth movie of I know. Of, of six. <clears throat> and I was like, Oh man, come come on. Well, I I knew there were six. It was just uh, on our on our calendar. It just said Claire's knee, oh. and I was I was I was too lazy to Google Criterion list to look at what it was. I, I said I'll just ask Jared. I'll say I say what is the other thing to watch? <laughs> I said you tell me, mm-hmm. and it worked because yeah, you did tell me. I did. Then I watched it. And you watched. You did it. Yeah. So tell me about Claire's knee, Jared. Well, tell me about how you're a big fan of uh, Eric Romer. <laughs> Am I a big fan? Is, is, I don't know. Is that a, is that one of your conclusions from the last two, the I know, two recordings? I know Loveland is a big fan. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, uh, Claire's knee. It is mm-hmm. set what looks a lot like Waterton to me. Uh it's a it's it's a very nice place. It does kind of look like Waterton. Yeah. yeah it so it felt like uh felt like home, you know. You know, right at home, uh, right, right yeah. at home. It made me mountainous think, lakes, yeah, things like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, but but it's but it's another it's a site of leisure. Um, but it's also curious because once again, um, with um, with Romer's films, um, we've we've got another site of European leisure, of leisure people hanging out mm. um, and getting up to no good. Really? So we got we have our uh, our career diplomat, a man named Jerome, who kind of reminded me a little bit of um, Jodorowsky, but like mm-hmm. he could have also looked like a Gib brother from the Bee Gees. Like it's just like yeah. this. This yeah. is what dudes looked like. This this was like the the big big mane of hair, beard, and it's like I don't know. You could be this could be any guy. Yeah, yeah. and he's an he's an everyman, RJ. Like John Everyman, yeah. I mean, if you grew your hair into a into a big a loaf, you know, 
Get, get that beard growing. You, there you go. He's got it. It's happening. Does that work? He's got like a Dracula widow's beak. Is this what you wanted? Yeah. You're 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 getting there. All right. So yeah. So Jerome is on vacay, and uh, yeah. He's going to because uh, he grew up in this house that he's now selling. So it's like a family home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, ah, I don't even get out here very often. I'm going to sell it. And so, like, you know, the, the neighbors are just like, you know, friends of the family kind of thing. But um, one of it, like a, an ex question mark uh, of his uh, Aurora, who is a writer, she's staying at this place as well. Mm-hmm. And this sort of sets up this, um, I don't know what you would call it exactly, not a relationship, but this back and forth exchange of a dialogue of, I don't know, this Jerome guy is kind of a, to me, feels like a loser. Uh, really? What it's else? Not, what else? Well, see, this, like? this, but it's like, but he's like, but he thinks very highly of himself, which is like a lot of losers I know. And yeah. I, and, so this Aurora, I don't know. When I think about uh, what's her name, who directed Fat Girl? Uh, Cynthia Plath. Uh, Sylvia Plath. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Cynthia. Way, way different person. Yeah. Um, Catherine Ber- Berlet. <laughs> sure, if you say so. Yes. So it, c- it kind of reminds me a little bit. Something about her reminded me of her. This sort of um, French intellectual. Um, mm-hmm. who's like kind of removed, but that this isn't to say anything about Catherine Burlett, but that's like a, this sort of type, I guess. But in this film, so she's this like intellectual say, who kind of views everything in this very clinical way mm-hmm. and kind of instigates this Jerome guy who's getting married. Yeah. Um, into, uh, this behavior that he's going to get up to over the course of the next hour and 45 minutes where um, he's going to um, perhaps uh, seduce some, some young women. So, some, so of course this is a question of, uh, so these are 16 year old girls. Mm -hmm. Um, It should be noted that uh, in 1970 France, that the age of consent was 15 Oh, what is it now? I have no idea. I and, would Google it, but I don't want to get plagued by the FBI, so I, I, I'm not going to Google that. I will. <laughs> oh, Jerry's got no problem. Sorry, you're talking about the author. RJ, right? it, as of this very moment, 15. Still in France? Yep. Whew. Okay. Um, okay. So What's the age of consent they're, they're... in Canada? Is it 16 or is it 18? Well, at one point it was 14. It is now 16. Yeah, I mean, it's only a year more, so. Yeah, this is this is where things are uh, malleable, RJ. Malleable. Malleable. What about ductile? Is that another word you could use? <laughs> Weeping tile? <laughs> Weeping tile. Ductile, ductile. Uh, yeah. I, I, so you're talking about the author lady, right? I saw that, like, she was, like, playing herself or something. Like, that lady is an author. That makes the sense. lady who like sets it up, kind of. That seems like a uh, something that uh, Eric would, yeah. be, would be doing into? and casting into, and be like, "Yeah, let's do this." Okay, yeah. so anyway, so this is a some some weirdos, right? So this we have this yeah. woman who's like, "Yeah, I think I think Jerome, who's 
Do you know how old Jerome is in this? Jerome, if I didn't look it up, but if I had to guess, I would say 42. He's 37. He looks older. He does. Time uh, has not been kind to that he, guy. He, it's 1970. He's a rough 37 because he, he, he yeah. looks like he's... Uh, on the later half of life, like the he, later but, half but, his, of life. but his hair, but he's not like graying or anything like that. His hair is like quite full and brown and stuff like that. But I don't know. Yeah, he 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 definitely looks a little more like haggard, which kind of yeah. adds, I think, to uh, watching this and going, "Ugh," because <laughs> like, what is this guy doing? What's he thinking? And I think the synopsis is really bullshitty. Um, and like, mm-hmm. I I don't. By. Like whenever you read the synopsis and the plot points of this, and you go, uh, I don't know. I wa- I watch this movie and I'm I'm getting something else completely going on here. This this guy's not like I'm just not that interested in her, you know. Mm-hmm. And like it's like coddling, cuddling, and canoodling and kissing, and you're like, uh, this does not seem like a guy who's just like kind of teasing this like 15 year old girl. It's like, nah, this is this is pretty weird. He's very handsy, is he not? He is a little handsy. Very handsy, yeah. and his motivation there, is to touch a knee. Well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about, about Claire, though. Oh no, no, no. With everyone, he's super. Hand- his his move is like the wraparound and the bring in for the. We, we call it the, he, he the python. Like, <laughs> the, he wraps everyone close in pythons. Them, and he just. He gives them little kissy lips yeah. for like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Like every person, just <laughs> have you, have you, you looked know, up uh, Jean Jean Claude uh, Briali uh, as he looks as of I don't know when did when did he did he die? I'm not sure how old this photo is. Yeah, he died actually in 2007, so he's actually uh, been been gone yeah. for a number of years, uh, fifteen years or so. L- look at him. So, uh, are you sending me a picture? I could. Oh, I thought. Well, you said look at him. I well, thought you in, were. in this one, he looks like a very well-fed Martin Scorsese. Oh, you think he's eating a little uh, bolognese? Like a little cannolis. A little pasta fazool, potentially. Well, it's not this particular photo, but this is our guy. This is uh, Jerome, the the dreamboat. Ah, <laughs> but this is this is the one where I went. Is that Marty? <laughs> ah. <laughs> This guy looks like he eats a lot of olives, is what I would say. <laughs> you very well would. A whole mess of olives. Whole olives, yeah. This is like, whole mess of yeah. olives. So anyway, Yikes. so uh, what's the what's the first uh, the the first girl that he like the first hours him hanging out with so, is it Bernice. Uh, so well, he meets the author lady, and then are they her daughters? Is that no, they mean? they are the daughters of the host. Okay, and she's the one because remember they're like, oh, well, sorry, it's she was the, the woman she's staying with. Her daughter yeah. is, um, is uh, it's Beatrice Roman plays Laura. So Laura's the yeah. girl that she he spends the most he goes on the hikes with and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, he's like the one that's like, I'm not that interested in her. Mm. Uh, you're like, yeah, good on good on you, dude. It, it's <laughs> like you're getting totally. you're getting married, bud. And it's like, well, you know, I want to, but, but but there's like this weird thing where this Aurora, the the whose name, whose actor, the actor's name is Aurora Cornu, um, mm-hmm. she's like wants to instigate this because she's yes. as, as for inspiration for her own novel. And this Jerome mm-hmm. guy kind of takes on this challenge because he's getting played himself because she's like, yeah, you know, you've never really been that interesting to me. Like you've never like I've written about a lot of people, but I've never written about you. You're just not that interesting. Which she kind of like obviously knows is going to make him go, oh yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, he's a loser. 
Yes. Yes. So I agree. Yeah. He's just this diplomat. So he's obviously like well off, privileged, and but he's a loser. You can still be a loser and be all these things. Because sure. he's he's like, yeah, I'm gonna hang out with this 15 year old girl. Um, and she, of course, like you know, is receptive to this attention, I guess, from this 37 year old man. I guess because they, she doesn't have like a smartphone to chat yeah. with her friends, so she's just stuck with this dude who's like pestering her and hanging she around. Shows, shows up in his boat. Are you alone? <laughs> what? Are you alone? Yes. Want to go on the boat? <laughs> okay. He does that three times in this movie to uh two separate girls just shows up are you alone yeah are, are, are you alone mm-hmm. <laughs> you, go, you go okay dude interesting interesting and then they're like what are you doing here i just just boating you know it's just just boating around nothing yeah. crazy so there's kind of this like countdown because yeah. the movie's kind of broken up into dates over the course of a month in summer Mm-hmm. Um, cause like there's this comment, it's like, oh yeah, my, my, um, uh, my, my stepsister, Claire, she's coming and she's, oh, she's gonna be here in a few days. And there's this whole time he's like, it feels like a courting, but he's kind of like, well, you know, I'm just, it's not my thing. I can never do that. Oh no, no, no. And then the Claire shows up, the, the blonde, the Raquel Welsh, mm-hmm. uh, of, of, uh, of like 1 million years BC, uh, she shows up, and of course, he's kind of like she's got like a boyfriend, kind of that she's mm-hmm. hanging out with. Yeah, Dudu likes to wear his shirt open. Yeah, frequently. wow. I mean, Christ, I mean, it was it was the seventies, RJ. Well, no. Well, um. And anyway, uh, at some point, uh, she's like kind of like up on a a ladder, mm-hmm. and uh, this Jerome spies her her legs. And becomes very enamored, fetishizing her knee, mm-hmm. and it's just, suddenly it's like ah, I don't know, I just don't know what it is about this crime. I, mean, I just really want to touch your knee, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that is uh, what he says. And this is at about fifty-eight minutes and thirty seconds into the movie. That uh, the knee thing, the comes knee up. thing. That's when he looks, and there's a shot of him looking at this knee, and then mm. the, the the kind of like the. the the rest of the movie is him like working on this. Yeah, and and he even he openly talks about it to that lady. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I just kind of want to touch your knee, you know." Yeah. Uh, and she's like, "Yeah, I go on." He's like, "No, that's it." He's like, uh, and she's like, "Well, just touch it by accident." He's like, "No, the touch needs to be accepted. It needs to be wanted." Yeah. They need to want me to touch their knee. I cannot just touch a knee yeah. with not a wanting to touch a knee. Yeah. So Laura, so Laura obviously starts picking up on the fact that Jerome has lost interest in her. Yes. Uh, and then it's like all about Claire. Even though, like, I guess you would, one would argue Laura is like far more interesting of a person than Claire, who's just kind of like, you know, like, you know like, just a sixteen-year-old boring girl. She's just a kid. She's just hanging out on summer holiday. Just a kid, and uh, this guy's like, "Yeah, I gotta really break her down. <laughs> you know, I gotta, gotta try to like uh, create this situation where I can really like fulfill what I want to do." She's like, I'm gonna touch your knee a little bit, and it's like, oh, I think mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> when it ends with like 
I don't know, in in the rain with her crying because he's like telling her that he saw her boyfriend with mm-hmm. some other girl. She's crying. He's like, yeah, hand on the knee. He said, I always, he, he goes, I know that uh, uh, you are better than her or than him. You deserve a better. He is just a boy. You deserve a man. Man who will not do these things to you. That's a French accent, yeah. by the way. So, so uh, Vin- Vincent Canby, uh, the the film critic, called Claire's Knee something close to a perfect film. Who did, who said that? Vincent Canby. And who is this individual? Uh, he he was a uh, film critic for the New York Times from like 1969 to the early 90s. He he, lo- he loved that French New Wave. How's the New York Times doing now? Uh, I mean, they're still in business. They they got Wordle, don't they? <laughs> you know about Wordle? I know. A lot of people at work play Wordle, and I uh, get asked every day, you on the Wordle? And I go, nah. How many, nah. How many guesses did it take you? And you go, I don't know. I said, <laughs> well, well, my, oh, I said my, all of them. My, my answer is always, oh, I got it in the first try. Yeah. I, I always just say all of them. How many guesses? All of them. Uh, and they're like, all of them? I'll go, yeah, I I don't know how much that is. I just say all of them. So Romer. Yeah, what about um, This was the second film he shot in color. And he explained, the presence of the lake and the mountains is stronger in color than in black and white. It is a film I couldn't imagine in black and white. The color green seems to me essential in that film. This film would have no value to me in black and white. Huge. No value? No value. Oh, uh, you're not the. You're, how, how does green play into this movie, RJ? I can't see it. Green, green. Yeah, I'm some co- of the plants were green. Okay, I'm color. Like, I'm colorblind, so I don't know. Yeah, it looks. I mean, like, it looks. It looked like a regular old movie. It was very. It was a nice looking movie. Nice scenery. Uh, nice, I mean, nice shots. Nice shots. But uh, from uh, Nestor yeah. once again, um, uh, Nestor Almendros really knows how to shoot a picture, but. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't really notice anything specifically about color going on per se. I mean, honestly, genuinely, like the trees are green. That's it. Oh, cool. cool. But like, I, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Are, are you gonna? Do you do you feel like you could start dressing like Jerome in your day to day life? I I kind of do already, which is kind of troubling. Get, get, get that hat. Uh, I mean, the hat's not bad. I'll say. Ooh. It's not the worst hat. So what you're saying is you found Jerome very relatable. Very relatable. Hat style. He, he's, he's, I don't own a hat like that. He's your kind of guy. Uh, I, well, I think, I mean, Sam Loveland's not here to speak for himself, so I'll just say he's Sam's kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. And his comment on my letterbox post would suggest the same, because <laughs> he knows it's going to be more of the same. Even it's so, more of the same. Yeah, I mean, I will say that uh, old Claire's knee. It's um, I think I've, I've I liked this movie for about the first hour. I don't liked is a strong word. I I didn't mind watching it, and mm-hmm. then I think after like the <laughs> the Claire's knee. Like just what it was going to turn into from that point forward. I was just like, this is just kind of like, this is the the gear it is in. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. 
I, I would not recommend anyone watch this movie, <laughs> like at ever in a million years. I I don't know why even uh, it's it's an interesting title for a film, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, at, at the end of the day, I'm gonna like, yep, moving right along, moving right along. So, Jared, can I ask you something? Yeah. What do you think is the moral of this story? I think these are bad people. I mean, this picture, these are these aren't very like. This is this is some Epstein vibes, RJ. Because yeah. so this is the thing that I will. Cause you know, there's people talk about you know Epstein and yeah, uh, what's your face? That this, this is like this, yeah. they even kind of look like them in some ways. Kind of, well, yeah. Just Lane Maxwell, or whatever. Um, but I don't think what they, they I I don't want think that what these people do, they don't think it's even wrong. No, they. They like, don't. They, they think it's like this is this is fine, <laughs> like and that's yeah. like and that's why they're fucked. And it's like yeah. they got they're losers. Yep. Well, I mean, because they're they're they like they don't they're like oh what they're 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 getting something out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, well, that's I'm good. I'm glad you think so because yeah. that's how I felt too. Yeah, I'm sure I know. I'm a, uh, I, I, but I, I feel like yeah, there's nothing for me. I don't feel like I, I need to defend Claire's knee in any way. I'm kind of just like, well, but but at the same time, I don't think uh, Eric Romer is like, yeah, Jerome's cool. <laughs> this, yeah, is, here... this, this is what I love to do. I will say that, like, um, for the amount of duration of time that we spend mm-hmm. with this, I don't know. I need something a little bit more, um, like, eviscerating or, like, biting to, like, drive home that a little bit. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I love about Todd Solid's movies. It's like, I, he depicts, like, horrid people entertainingly. This is just kind of like, these people are just banal. And, like, mm-hmm. what, 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 what is it about this story? And we ask that question a lot about movies that we watch. It's like, what is mm-hmm. it about this story that, drew, like, made him, like, oh, yeah, this is great. Um, mm-hmm. And it, this is, again, uh, originally, I guess, the Six Mortal Tales um, somewhere along the line I read was that they were going to be novels. He was going to yeah. write these. Um, and then it's like, I don't know if anyone would ever talk about these. This is kind of like not even Lolita no. stuff. This is like a guy who seems to be, have this vague challenge and it's like kind of, are these amoral characters? And you're kind of watching these movies, watching, you know, Bad dudes, essentially. Bad dudes? I, I think for the most part, because I don't think I don't think Romer's like, yeah, this is fine either necessarily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even, when we get to like who hates this, pretty yeah. well, like all the half star, one star reviews are exactly what you'd expect about grooming and uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like I'm like, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is like that, but I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, there's nothing in, in the movie that makes me go. Mm, it's presented in an interesting way, which justifies watching it. It's kind of just like, I don't know. I, I mean, it just, it just seems, um, kind of boring in, in in an intellectual way (laughs) where you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. So you want to hear my take? Absolutely. Archie, what did you think of Claire's knee? Is it, I mean, it's already what you think, but it's like, yeah, it's two hours of like a gross old dude, like lusting over the knees of teenagers and you're just like that's hilarious you're like okay <laughs> and so like here, here's what i'll say too i'm not a fan of like i'm not a huge fan of like todd salons and stuff like that but i do see why i do see like 
why you and like many, many other people like those movies, because as you said, he kind of makes those characters like interesting. Um, but this movie, yeah, it's it's just this old dude who's just like, hey, kiddo, and is like, mm. and, and like, as I said, he pulls up on his boat like every five minutes. He's like, are you guys alone? And they're like, no. And he's like, okay. And then he like drives off. But the movie, and then he'll come back when they're alone. For someone who's never seen this though, it's really, it's really important to like point out that this is like shot in this very like pastoral European way. Sure. Just like it's like there's uh it doesn't feel it feels very uh I to me I felt like not ob- maybe objective is a strong word for it but kind of very matter of fact and it just it, is what it is it's not trying to amp up anything or making you yeah. feel cringed out per se it's not like oh man oh this this girl's looking like she's really uncomfortable it's kind of just like oh yeah this guy's just like you're supposed to draw your own conclusion and I'm like what? I was kind of like oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I know. That's what uh, I drew my own conclusion. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but yeah, it's that. And then even in this, in the movie, there's stories about like other creepy dudes. They're like, oh yeah, there's a tennis guy. He likes to steal the balls. So the girls have to come over and you're like, are you saying that he's better or worse or the same as this guy? Like, uh, what's the intent of this story? And then Aurora's uh, baned her her younger men. Yeah, and she's her like, young, yeah, I had sex boys. with young guys. And, and then and then you go, nice, right, nice. James? Yeah, and then he's like, I would also like to touch the knee of this lady. And then you go, okay, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Obviously, I I didn't. This is the to me. This is the worst of all of the roamers. Where I was just like, that. That's like even after last week when you and Sam were defending. We're not defending. You're just like, yeah. You're like, think about this. Think, consider that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I went into this one. I was like, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, fine, sure. And I watched this, and I was like, no, no. And this is the last. I'll bring it up. I'll just say, I find it strange that this dude. To me, is making so many movies about guys that I feel like fall in the same camp, where it's just like weird old dudes like this, and it's like, yeah, I know he doesn't have to be that guy, but it's weird. It's the only guy. It's the only story he wants to tell, almost. What if you were a, mo- a filmmaker who made action movies about violent people? Would that tell you you're the, super the, the into director, it? Yeah, director's violent. I would imagine that'd be the guy. It's like if you brought him like the wrong coffee, he'd like knock the coffee over and be like, son of a bitch. Sometimes, like... sometimes the problem with these like uh, uh, these conceits of like, well, I'm going to tell six moral tales and I'm stuck with that because I said yeah. that at the beginning of an intertitle one time. And I'm going to do it six times. And maybe when I first started, they were going to be 20 minute long Different. black and white films. And then, yeah. but now I'm like, oh, I got to keep doing this. And I got to think about things that I want to do with that. And I'm kind of like, well, the thematic here is that it's all dudes. And I can't, if I change it up, that might be significant. So I can't change it up. Yeah. But the, I think that like when we get to Love in the Afternoon, it feels uh, very different. It is different. Yeah. It, it, are you saying that's kind of like when you sign a contract to be in Marvel movies and you're like, I guess I'm just like bleep blorp for the next 15 years. <laughs> yeah. But you, you got to eat only poached chicken yeah. breast. Only poached chicken breast. That's like, uh, I don't know if when uh, when he was alive, 
R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Uh, there was that thing where he was doing the Wakanda thing and like he did it and then it was like the camera that kept filming and he was just like as soon as he was done his face just like goes into like absolute like misery and he's just like that's his life now forever for it <laughs> or it's like all these and Marvel it, actors and it, it kind of was and it was your life forever and it's just like yeah six moral tales that's your life baby but yeah Clayton is uh, not good but uh, here's what I'll say um Love in the Afternoon, I do think, is the exception to the Romer picks. And it's one that I actually think, this was the only one out of all six that I was kind of like, I kind of get why this is here. Because you you could be like, aha, a moral, morality. The moral of the story, baby. Like <laughs> there, I get it. I got it. I'm not saying it's a good, like, it's real good or anything like that. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm ju- I'm just saying it's like this was the only one I was like, okay, I was like, I, I'm getting something out of this at least. I see. Yeah. But you tell me about love in the afternoon. Love in the afternoon, 1972. Synopsis: The last of Rome's six moral stories. Frederick leads a bourgeois life. He is a partner in a small Paris office and is happily married to Helene, um, a teacher expecting her second child. In the afternoons, Frederick Dre daydreams about other women, but has no intention of taking any action. One day, Chloe, who had been a mistress of an old friend, begins dropping by his office. They meet as friends, irregularly in the afternoons, till eventually, Chloe decides to seduce Frederick, causing him a moral dilemma. Morals, baby. You know, not, Morals. Not, not once, not once in the synopsis does it mention turtlenecks. Uh, it is a prominent and pretty critical plot point in this movie, Jerry. Well, because this man, this Frederick guy, his default is the turtleneck. He demands a turtleneck. And then at one point, he's, very, so much he's, so. got, he's got the plaid tight, yeah. uh, fitted oh, nearly, right off the rack, fitted plaid, which is like upsetting to him. But when, when it shows up, watch out, folks. Yep. And we get like the Doctor Strange uh, Miss Amulet. <laughs> I <laughs> That's the only part in this movie that I was like I was like this is, I was like this is dumb. Uh I get it cuz like his thing is just like yeah, I think about other late, uh like about other like women. He's like but I'm not going to do anything, but his his things are so his thing's pretty stupid. What if women couldn't say no to me? And I was like, there's the Romer in this movie. And there all, it is. And so all the women in that montage are were all from the previous Romer films, all the six moral tales. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I did notice that. So, yeah. okay. So this movie, again, sometimes talking about the plot beats of these films, it's like pretty self-explanatory. There's not a lot to these movies in terms of plot. Um, this one returns to the inner monologue, which does not exist in uh, mm. Claire's knee. Mm-hmm. Um, Which would be horrifying if it did. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think the guy's just like, he's a, he feels like a himbo. Yes, yes. Yeah. In that one, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, if you if you have inner monologue about a guy wanting to touch a knee, I feel like about 10 minutes into that, you'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> But th- this guy's inner, mon- on- inner monologue, I actually kind of liked. There was a line in it, like when he's just talking about walking with the people. Yeah. 
he says he's content to be carried by the current. And he, he's just talking about like, he's like, yeah, I just like to blend in with people. Just walk around mm-hmm. and part of the crowd. Uh, I actually, the opening 10 minutes of him just like describing like life. I was like, I was like, this isn't bad. I was like, this is yeah, more my I, speed. Yes. That is actually when, uh, with the opening kind of like monologue of his, as he's walking around, I was like, Oh, RJ's going to like this a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, I did. I, I, I did think it was more my speed. I, I think, I think in general, this, yeah, I think this movie in general is just far more palatable. I think yes. from, from a viewing yeah. experience, um, probably I'm not sure. I'd have to actually check to see if this was, uh, technically more commercially successful. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised mm. if it was because I think, yeah, there there is something that happens with these the the new wave guys is they kind of go on their movies. I think become like they they smooth out the um, not the abject stuff, but like just like their their roughness and like kind of the alienating stuff because this just feels like a conventional movie in a lot of ways. In some mm. for the for the most part, like the way it's yep. delivered, it it, it reminds yep, me it of um, oh. What did we just watch? With the, the whole family being mean. The, the whole family was mean. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Carne the Marcel. Carne Lassalle. You know what I'm talking about. The the they're like the fur family. <laughs> they're making the fur clothes. <laughs> the the furriers. Oh. But not the furries. Uh, yeah. With the with the director, the who's Delsa plays the dad. The guy who was like hitting the the lady yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Shit. What's the title? Uh, a- Anus Amore. There we go. Anus Amore. There, there yeah. we go. That's that. This is more in that like style of like contemporary French yeah. cinema, um, yeah. which I I feel is just a lot more watchable <laughs> than mm-hmm. than the previous stuff. But he was getting there, I think, with Lake Lectures and uh, mm-hmm. even with uh, Claire's knee, which is why I was like, I was able to fall. I was like kind of involved with the movie to a point for the first hour because I was like, oh, I'm curious where this is going to go. I love in the afternoon sustains uh, that interest. I think so. Yeah, very simply, uh, we have our our, our boy Frederick. Um, he is getting ready to go to work. He works in it in an office that he has a business with a partner, and you never see mm-hmm. them actually do anything. But he's got secretaries. You don't see him doing anything, but you know he's busy. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's very, know he's he's very successful, but it's like you never actually see the work. It's kind of like yep. uh, when Harry met Sally, where he, like these people have apparently jobs, but you, you never you've seen you them work in their life. Yeah. It, it never seems to impact anything they do. I mean, people probably think the same thing about you and me. They're mm-hmm. like, all these guys do is do five, seven, well, that's why, 15-hour podcasts. That, that's why it's important that at the beginning of this podcast I talk about work. So you know, have a job. For that's, the illusion. Because people talk about their job. Like they talk about the weather. Yeah, and they talk about knees of teenagers. So some, some do, some do. Um, some, and yeah, he 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 has regular life, and he's kind of like you know he's he's got that uh, that wandering eye with no with with no intention of following through on these maybe faint uh, impulses he might have, other than like you know ever since I got married and stuff like that, I never even like I didn't really find like random women on the street all that attractive but now it's like man i see a woman i'm like man she's hot 
all these. It's like I, don't, I never felt it before. I don't understand why. But uh, you know, I'm not gonna do anything about that though. I, you know, it's just uh, what it is. And it's about his like inner justifications of this process, and it kind of sets up this character for when this, you know, I don't even call, but more bohemian woman uh, compared to him mm. who like mm-hmm. works at bars. Um, has like travels when she feels like it goes yeah travels about um and also kind of drove a friend of his like almost to suicide because she left him so brokenhearted and now she's kind of shown up and she's all like chatty and stuff like that hanging out and he's kind of like oh she's showing a little bit of interest in me (laughs) you know my wife and i we barely really see each other and uh when we do we just like we sit in the same room and read and don't (laughs) even don't even interact I mean, clearly they've must have had intercourse recently as she's pregnant again. Maybe. Um, Maybe. Maybe. But uh, so there's like there's a there's a relationship, but it seems like a shell of one. Um, And he's he's like justifying to himself and to the audience, because I think there's actually it feels like an engagement with the audience that he's trying to explain away his uh, behaviors to the audience in a relatable way. Whereas in the previous films where there has been a voiceover narration, it's like, he's telling you why you should be on the same page as him. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like This guy seems like kind of a, a nicer guy. A nice well, guy. He's kind, of just, he's kind of just like, this is my deal. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's who I am. And then he says, thank you for your time. See you later. Thank you. Thank you. Says, thank you. See you later. Yeah. So, yeah. So then the, the so Chloe comes through. She shows up the the one day that uh, uh, Frederick and uh, Helen go shopping with their baby. Chloe just shows up and he makes this kind mm-hmm. of joke about like, oh, you know, if you haven't seen somebody for a really long time, there's like ninety nine percent chance you'll see them right away, right afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of presented in this matter of fact way of like the, the, any jealousy that Helen might kind of have of kind of like this, like weird little, like, Hmm, there's something off about this. It's downplayed. It's not like it's her, but it's like, there's something there. There's a little bit of tension that's left there. Um, it's handled, I guess, in a fairly realistic way, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, the way their, their marriage is sort of like, feels like a kind of like a non marriage, but it's also from the perspective of the, uh, the way the movie shot and also Frederick and how the film's edited, where it does seem like kind of like this marriage is very slight and that it seems like he has more of a, a relationship going on with Chloe, but that's also because of uh, the the drama is drawn toward that, I guess. But it cl- clearly mm. every, everybody around them suspects something is amiss. Like the secretaries are just like kind of blatantly like giggling and laughing like, Oh, well, Chloe's back. Oh, Chloe dropped off some baby clothes. Oh, mm-hmm. Chloe came by cause she wants a reference. Oh, can she, she wants to maybe get a job here. Can you help her get a job? Mm-hmm. And there, there's sort of this like back and forth in terms of like what she wants from him. And sometimes it feels mm-hmm. like he's being taken advantage of and he feels resentful about it. But then he also feels relieved that, oh, she was just using me and now she's moved on. But uh, after she stopped coming by every day, maybe I feel a little weird about that. And then when she comes back, I'm really like, hey, you see what you see the my turtleneck? You see, you uh, see, what, it, what else does he talk about with his turtle axe? Uh, the fit? Oh, yeah, yeah. All he cares about is the turtlenecks. Yeah, it's, 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 he goes clothes shopping. 
And he says, and they go, this is a really what, nice shirt. What about that color? I want, I want more turtlenecks. Said, so, and even his wife, he, he all he talks about is turtlenecks. And then when he comes home, uh, she's she's like, you went shopping. He's like, yeah, I think I maybe got taken. And uh, she says, let me guess, another turtleneck. <laughs> and he says, actually, is a shirt. He says, I I couldn't believe it. So yeah, this guy's all about turtlenecks. Yeah. Um, All about turtlenecks. And he doesn't eat lunch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that which I thought was probably the funniest line of this thing. I don't eat lunch. I just have a sandwich in the afternoon. Yeah. And you go, buddy, <laughs> that's lunch. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is these funny things where uh, he, he takes his lunch late. And he's like, oh, I yeah. like to do it because no one else is doing it. And mm-hmm. then, like, the guy he randomly runs into is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everybody's out walking around. It's not like everybody's like just the streets just empty out. Like mm-hmm. every, that guy's going to bake. Well, we don't know what's in there. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got some uh, he's got some funny ideas, Jer. He, he's a mook. He's just he's he's never he's not a loser. He's just a, he's, yeah. he's an average guy. Joe Schmo. Like everyone, like like all of us, we're all yeah. mooks. Yeah, he's just a dude. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So anyway, yeah. uh, baby, baby's had. There's a new, there's a baby, and then they have a an au pair, <laughs> who, who's, yep. a, who's a, a naked lady apparently, mm-hmm. with a, with a real perm going on. That's a that's quite the perm that lady's got. Uh, I'm trying to think for a second. Like the blonde, super curly short oh, hair. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's a bit where it's like, yeah, I think. They walk away from the baby. The baby starts crying. This woman comes like out of the bathroom. She's just completely naked. And he goes to go check on the baby. And he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah." He's like, "Oh my, my goodness." So, oh my, my god. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then, uh, yeah. But then uh, Chloe appears, and she she's uh, got a new haircut, new makeup, and but she's in and out of work, and no one really knows what her goals are. Uh, but then she starts honing in on Frederick. Um, there's, there's these interludes, these, these meetings that they're having, um, in the afternoon over and over and over again. And there's this, like this building that something's going to happen. And then soon enough they're I mean, they're just like, you know, they're canoodling a little bit. They're, uh, very intimate and they're hugging and caressing and touching. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, well, this is an affair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it might not be sexual, but it's definitely an emotional affair, I guess. Yeah. Kind of right. Like, until it's more. But, but but he keeps explaining. It's like, well, it's not. It's not really. said, I just like to hang out with this lady any free time I got. Yeah. We cuddle. Uh, and we hang out and we cuddle. And then you go, okay. And sometimes I, I, we kind of hang out in like a, like near a bed in a room. <laughs> And you go, okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So then I guess, like, maybe Chloe starts realizing, well, maybe I'm not going to be able to get into, like, break up this guy's marriage and he'll live with me because that yeah. won't last. But maybe we can just continue this on, and that's okay. But i got to convince him of that, though. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the polyamory, it starts being floated. Well, for her, and he considers it. Yeah. But he doesn't really talk about it with his wife, so... I feel like that's the person you got to talk to. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you got to talk to him, then you, it's probably not going to happen. You know what I mean? 
Or else you'd already know that it was going to happen. Maybe this is sort of uh, jumping the gun on that front. Maybe. 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 Um, so anyway, uh, it's kind of the... It all kind of climaxes at the end of the film. Yes. Where, where you get the, I don't know, a very like kind of big emotional rush. Because it, it, I think well, um, Helen knows something's wrong. Yeah, and she can't. They can't talk about it, and then we get this affirmation of of their love, and it's very sad mm-hmm. and very real and really good. And then the mm-hmm. movie just ends. Just with, before with, that with, happens, with with, with, their, with them running off the bang. Yeah, but before the affirmation of love, that is where the uh, um, it, it's the the one scene where it's like, are they at, like the affair? It's like, is it gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Are they gonna do it? Some real, some real naked caressing of bodies. Before that, though, uh, what happens when you try to take off a turtleneck, Jarrett? What what uh, it's, what what well, happens? It depends. Do you want to be like a Kind of like an extension of a submarine, kind of like a pair, be a periscope man. Is uh kind of like Cornholio, you know, uh, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> uh, yeah, Frederick needs some TP for his bunghole. Well, <laughs> he is French, mm-hmm. so you know what they say you know about bungholes. Well, I know more now. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. A couple, that happens a couple times with the uh, the turtleneck. Yeah, it does quite a bit. Well, turtlenecks are they're a whole thing, man. Double edged sword. But when you make it like the hinge, the linchpin to your entire movie, you gotta like really use it. Yeah, you gotta lean into that. Yeah, which is strange, but oh well, oh well. Yeah. Tell me more about how you uh, what you thought about. Well, it. I mean, so if I'm gonna, if I'm just going to point someone toward one mm-hmm. of these these here six moral tales, um, mm-hmm. I, I think the first short's fine to watch because it's like twenty minutes. Uh, and then you don't have to watch Suzanne's career, and yeah, I would say watch Love in the Afternoon if uh, you're just a, a mook, just a little mook, uh, a little mook, yeah, a little mooky boy, yeah, 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 mooky boys. Yeah. No, I thought uh, Love in the Afternoon. I thought was uh, very nice looking movie, good mo- uh good good performances. Um, the narration's good. I, I found mm-hmm. it kind of. Uh, delivers on the way that I think movies that I will watch or tend to watch kind of works on. I don't love this movie by any means, but I think it's more um, in line, I guess, with fine yep. <laughs> criteria. Whereas this has been a trial <laughs> getting through these, these double headers for the last six weeks or whatever. It feels like forever, but it feels like a very long time that we've been watching these and it hasn't really been a great time. Yeah. I got to tell you, but loving the I afternoon agree. was like, Oh, I mean, it's not, I don't even know if I would call it a high note. I would just say, no. it's like, Hey, this is, Hey, this was all right. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like the best pile of shit is still a pile of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> the best piece of shit is still shit. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, so like I said, I I do think um, this was definitely the one I enjoyed the most. It's been a trial. I still don't know what morals are. Nope. I'm still struggling with that. But hey, you know that's what this podcast is about. Um, I still think Eric Romer's a real creep. 
not not <laughs> not a criterion creep but i think he's like an actual one so like uh and uh i know people don't agree with me but i don't care i think this guy's gross uh, um and that's fine but uh, this one love in the afternoon like uh i did think like it, it was the one that was like the e- like you said kind of like the most accessible or the easiest to watch where i was just like yeah this dude he's trying his best is he gonna do it i don't know is he not gonna do it you don't know seems like real life stuff um uh i like all the turtleneck stuff <laughs> I, I did like the opening dialogue i think is the best it, i don't think it hits that stuff again like once no, new characters come in but um it's playful uh it's not overly creepy the girl's kind of creepy she's got some energy she's but, you know, she's aggressive she's like i don't want to be homeless let's have an affair and you go mm-hmm. okay uh so she's she's a bit much but you know some ladies are a bit much it's a survival film it is a, it's a survival film. Uh, but um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I don't know. I think 11 in the afternoon uh, is definitely the one that I tolerated out of Ooh. all, all, all of yeah. these. I was going to say, uh, the the, uh, the Chloe type, is that's a lot of red flags. She's got a few, man. She's got a few. Uh, constantly changing apartments, constantly changing jobs. And you're like, oh, just, maybe just, you're just, just down just on your luck. Disappearing. But disappearing for weeks at a time uh you know just showing a, up a, in places a real free spirit rj yeah i mean she shows up the one time and he's like i have no interest in being friends thank you goodbye and then she comes back and then you, you go hmm mm. yeah. well that's the, this is the thing with these like two movies i mean i i don't want to be near people like jerome or chloe no um and then like people like aurora they they will have nothing to do with me. Yeah. Because they're they're doing weird things uh in resorts, making people, I don't know, do things to themselves. And then they're like, I'm gonna write about this. Kinda like uh it'd be like if it was jackass but not for fun. It would just be like, here's a hundred dollars. Drink your own pee and I'm gonna watch. But like it's not it's not being done for humor. It's being done for like not humor. Mm-hmm. You know what but I it's mean? like I want you to get someone else to drink this pee. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like in a mean way, you know, (laughs) and you go, that's mean. And then you go, yeah, that is mean. Then I want you to come back and tell me about how you did it. Yeah. In a mean way. Not, not relatable content. Not relatable. (laughs) But yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, what? It's like, who is, who? Who is who? Want, who is into this? But I mean, Vincent Canby said it was almost perfect. Unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, Love in the Afternoon was the one that I found the most watchable, and uh, Claire's Knee I found uh, one of the lowest in uh, recent uh, watchings for me. Where I went, nah. <laughs> I just said nah. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. Nah. I haven't even begun to think how uh, to, to rank these things. I'm putting them all together, I think, because it's the only way that's appropriate. To a lump sum. Yeah, except for Claire's knee. I dropped Ooh, that down a little bit. Is that one going to go, uh, find itself in a new tier? Uh, is it going to be joining some some very close personal friends? Let's just, say, let's just say that... If it was between Claire's knee and dog shit, man, 
I might be watching dog shit, man. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jer? Yeah. You know what I mean. Or you could just not watch anything. Yeah, anyway, I could just watch Star Trek or Jackass. Exactly. Or Back to the Future, apparently, because that's what everyone thinks we watch. Or everyone thinks I watch, I should say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, weird movies. And Eric Romer, 100% weird dude. Oh. 100%. He's like, my opinion, man. You're going to hear from his estate? Uh, Well, I mean, it'd be hard for him to argue. If they, they, like, hit me with the suit, they're like, that's slander. I'd be like, all right, judge and jury, here's Claire's knee. (laughs) Say, what do you guys think? Here is a movie. That's that's evidence of nothing, sir. And he goes, shut up. Say, shut up, nerd. Say, you're just like that guy in that one movie. Mm-hmm. Then you can go on Rumble and start making videos. Yeah. About Holly Weird. It's <sighs> what? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Thank you for yawning into all of our ears, RJ. If I have to stay up, so does everyone else, and they have to hear about it. <sighs> God dang it! Want to hear from people who hated Love in the Afternoon? Because we already know we already know what Claire's knee people have to say. Just yeah, I mean, honestly, I I agree. Claire's knees people is pretty much what we said. So yeah. So first of all, we got Sparkly Bunny with half a star. Of course. Problematic. <laughs> Gosh, I just hated this so much. If I could rate it less, I would. Romer, have you passed your prime? See, this movie was ugly, ugly. All in all, it's a skip for me. Umer, I thought you were different. I thought you were my main man. I thought I could rely on you for afternoon comfort movies, but ugliness is everywhere. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is the one to say that stuff about. Uh, This person's favorite films are The Little Hours, Thelma, Out of Sight, and Virgin Suicides. And then they gave half a star to this movie, half a star to Inglorious Bastards, Jarrett. Whoa! Half, half a star to happiness. Oh! And half a star to Venom. Venom. Remember Venom, Jarrett? Yeah. Remember? It's been a while. <laughs> oh, but it's back now. All I need is one little bump, and you, you, it'll you, be back. You forgot all about it. Forget all about Venom until you don't. Until you don't. Until you don't. Until yeah. you don't. Let's see here. What else we got? Uh, we got uh, CSS Mister Sismister 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 Half a okay. star. Hard to believe in this movie or get over the weak plot. Plus, everyone speaks in English, but it's set in France. Uh, uh what? What? No, this was this not a subtitled movie. It sure was. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> Uh, this person, uh, their, their bio says, or their like thing says every movie is five stars, but then they have many films that are rated not five stars. Hmm. Uh, favorite films include night of nights, wings of desire in the cut, love streams and with nail and I, and then some half star films include Jarrett's favorite anchor man, Jarrett's favorite elf, Jarrett's favorite, the 40 year old virgin. Um, Jared's favorite, The Grinch, from Adam Egerton Mintz. Uh, but they also have starred uh, Rosemary's Baby and Citizen Kane. 
So uh, it's weird. No, man, it's weird. Our jam is in the process of like my ranking for the last forty-six films, and well, uh, since hit since Spine three hundred one and goddamn, yes, this is this is a. Uh, this is rough. This has been. I don't know if you know, but we don't have good movies again until maybe October. Oh no. <laughs> There's like one or two, but uh, I I did a look ahead, and the only things that even remotely caught my eye aren't for like four months. So uh, damn. Just FYI. Shane's thoughts. One star. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't really paying attention to this movie because I had a split screen and was shopping for Xmas gifts on the other tab. But what I saw when I was watching was boring. Although the dialogue was nice, lol. Also, my first Omer film. <laughs> um, you, this person once started Laventura. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good, good for you, man. Good yeah. for you. Uh, this person, last couple, all these people have been from Canada, strangely. Interesting. Uh, yeah, um, they say I personally think I deserve a seat at the Oscar judge panel. <clears throat> what? <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently, their favorite films are just movies that start have the word P or the letter P in them. Pride and Prejudice, Phantom Fred, The Piano Teacher, and then Dirty Dancing, which Ooh. doesn't have a P, but it, you know. it sure doesn't. But well, I mean Patrick Swayze. Sure brought the P in penis. Amelia Langus. Yeah. One and a half stars. <laughs> Couldn't get through it. The misogyny was too much for me. So why force myself to watch? Life is short. You're right, Amelia. Life is short. Why am I short? Uh, I didn't find this movie misogynistic. I don't know. Maybe that means I'm bad. But, well, I mean, uh, you did find the 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 uh, monologue narration uh, very uh, relatable. I, I didn't movie, say so. relatable. Yeah, but I, I did. I, I, did I think say you were saying. I, I think you were like. I, I thought it. you were. I think the whole time you were going. <laughs> same. 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 Uh, I just I I liked what they were saying. Uh, this person likes Ida. Ex Machina, Eternal Sunshine, and Carol. Carol. They only have seen 400 films. So um, why they're not a, would you... They're not an avid user, would I would you... say. I just, yeah, sometimes I go, really? Why would you watch watch this. these things, these movies? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I will just read real quick here on Claire's Knee. You got a half star. No, I don't think lusting after underage people is normal. Seek help. It's like define underage. It's like these are the things. It's like, no, I get it, but at the same time. I mean, this same person, this same person, Jarrett, the same person. Yeah. I don't know. They gave half a star to call me by your name, and that checks out. Yeah. Because that's also a weird underage thing but they have starred Blair Witch Blair Witch is a good movie um Anna half star I just don't get how could people love this movie so much it's clearly romanticizes pedophilia 
and it's just not okay to do that. It doesn't matter if you're trying to pass some deep message or something. In the end, it's a story about a disgusting 40 years old man sexually <laughs> harassing teenagers. I hate this movie, and I hate the fact that it was the first Eric Romy's movie that I've ever seen. I really hope that his other movies are better than this. Nope. <laughs> well, they might be, technically. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they have started uh, Scary Movie 2, Jared. Ooh. You know uh, about Scary Movie 2? D- Damon, half a star. For the past 12 years, I have been watching films off the top 1,000 list from theyshootpictures.com. There are some true gems on the list. And then there's Claire's Knee, a dated piece of garbage that should be titled Jerome's Hand. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm on board with that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. You know what I mean? I like that. This person's got some movies that are decent. They just one and a half starred that Top Gun Maverick. Although I've heard nothing but good things about Top Gun Maverick. But uh, they also half starred Old, the M. Night Shyamalan movie about when you go to the beach and you turn old. So that's cool. Oh, five stars to American movie. Hey, all right. Five stars to Henry, a portrait of a serial killer. Hey, all right. Oh, Five stars to Necromantic. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, that's it for movies. Yeah. And just a bunch of people talking about pedophilia. Sure. On Letterboxd. Sure. Where else are you going to do it? <laughs> Where else? <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on these two films and Six Moral Tales? Um, what a box set. What a box set. Eric Romer doesn't come back, does he? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I don't know. I, because... I I hope so. And then Sam will come back on, right? That's the best. I would part. like to say now that I genuinely would not like to watch any more of this person's films. Well, genuinely, it, it looks like uh, E E R uh, comes back. I don't know. There's this. Shop the collection. Search the collection. Now, there's the films on the channel. Hold up. i got to click a button here. Okay, let's get past this. Um, ooh, that is... Nope, nope. I think... I think you might be in the clear. Good. Good. Ma- maybe. Good. Good. Maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, um, uh-huh. after the break, um, we go, yes. um, I don't, I don't know. We, oh, with it. I don't know. I don't know. We burned our Eric Romer box set that we didn't buy. We cancel, we cancel our subscription to the Criterion channel. After the break, Jarrett touches a knee. My knee. His I'm, knee. I'm touching it right now, with oh. with consent. I'm not even crying. Yet.
night is always gonna be here anyway. RJ, what did you do when you had weird dudes talking to you at around the lake? Uh, I said, listen, your language is undesirable, and I do not want to get into your boat with you. <laughs> GTFO. Sir. I said, no, I am not alone at the moment. Please leave. But we got a lot in common. We got, like... Yeah, but I got this boat, man, and uh, mm-hmm. you ever been on a boat? Hey, I got I got tickets to the Calgary Horror Con. <laughs> you you want to see Joe Bob? <laughs> you want to see Joe Bob Briggs? The, the, the male girl will be there. Oh, I see. You're interested. You're interested. You can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com and, uh, I don't know, tell us what a great job uh, Oliver Granger did with that <laughs> opening credit music this week. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared yeah. Duncan. He's Barnloaf. We're yeah. on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We got a Patreon. We got YouTube. Next week. If RJ is available, we're yes. free from the clutches of Oom and into the grasps of Noah Baumbach, kicking and screaming from 1995. Yeah, that's a movie. Uh, soccer. Soccer. Uh, soccer. Oh, I'm available. Just might be 20 minutes late. Oh, that's, that's all. That's fine. People, so people, they won't even know the difference. Oliver Granger said he didn't want that thing played. After he demanded it, he said he didn't want to be labeled as a terrorist before he has to leave his own country. But, I mean, that's the risk you play when you when you record such things. Am I right? Yeah, I put it into the digital realm. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've said a lot of things, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You live in uh, New Zealand, you're uh, kind of a bad dude. So. Yeah. And, and, and fuck sheep. Well, allegedly. We heard from the man himself. That's true. That's true. Good night, all. Yes. Um, yes. God bless. <laughs>